here we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're fucking here, ladies and gentlemen. And I have a drink. I hope you motherfuckers are ready. I'm not playing tonight. I'm going to be on my worst behavior. So you notice in advance. My worst. I'm going to be on my absolute worst behavior. And the soundboard is working, ladies and gentlemen. Be gone, son! You got damn right. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Q. Shout out to me. Shout out to the Young Black and Bother podcast. Ain't nobody in here right now, but they will be. Um, once they get in here, we are going to let people know how this rocks. But until they do, I, I want to give a shout out. And I'll, I'll play a song because why not? Um, I, I feel like I'm playing a quick song really quick. So here we are. Oh, uh. <clears throat> What's happening, being played? How's it going down? It's all to the star that I got to know now. Is it really the world? And I'm ready to be in the audience. I didn't want to give me. I'm politicking with the chicken, wondering if I'm a creeper. Little hood rap from 25th named Jamaica coming through like I do. You know, getting my bark on. Knew she was a thug, but when I met her, she had a scarf on. 54, 11, size 7, and girls. Baby face would look like she was 11 with curls. Remember me from way back? I'm the same cat, the wave cat. That my TNT used to be still here, so it's all good. Oh, you know my name, Rich and them doing their thing on 35th day. It's a small hood, and it's all wood, so let me get that number. I get up, I ain't hit you on the jack, later on, see what's up. Talking to shorty, made me want to do something nice. Looking at that, made me want to do something tonight. And I know right when I see right, shorty looking like she tight. She bite, better give her green light. Rest in peace to DMX again. You know how this goes. Um... Q, we have a full fucking docket, man. A full docket. I took time out of my day. <laughs> full time out of my day to partake in this episode. Um, but first, we need to get some things clear when it comes to stereo. Um, at the current moment, um, apparently, I can monetize on the show because they've given me the option to do this now. So I have that. We have been. I sent you the message. They have to do it for you. So you have to message them. So there's that. Um, who boy, it's going to be a, a very weird show. It's the first like drink drink I've had in a very long time. So I'm all scattered brained. But, 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 but this docket, Q, we, we have just NBA, NFL. We have these awards. We got a little bit of UFC and we got WWE with the WrestleMania and all the shit like that. Um, anybody who is live and direct here, live on stereo, you are listening to the best motherfucking sports show on stereo, I don't care what anybody tells you. This is the funniest because Q is on it. It is the best because I'm on it. And more importantly, we like to laugh and we drink at the same time. We are not yes. Skip and Shannon. We are not Stephen A. Smith. We are just two niggas with mics. And we just like being funny and shooting the shit. And I got a soundboard. So since we got a soundboard, Q, I want to draft someone tonight. Let's draft somebody into the show. We are going to have a live draft. And I think Calvin Small, I, I want to draft him. So, Calvin Small, <laughs> you are the number one raw pick for April 15th YBAB Sports Dex draft. So, shout out to you. You are doing amazing, sir. 
We don't know what team you're gonna be on. We're gonna figure it out, Q. Right now, if Kel- if Calvin Small was on a football team right now in the NFL, what team would he play for? I'm in ten seconds while I play the music. Oh, I I, I would have to go with the winners of the off season, New England Patriots. Yes, indeed. Calvin Small, Kelvin Small. Uh, I said it right, Calvin Small. Yes, you would definitely, <laughs> sir, be playing for the New England Patriots. Um, I'm going to throw out a name, Q, and you have to tell me what team they're going to play for. So, Cherokee Diaz. Um, Kansas City. Oh, yes. I like that. Number three in the YBB Sports Desk Draft goes to Tayana Trump. Who is she going to, Q? Come on down to Washington. She's coming down to Washington, yes, indeed, because I need to give her what we in America call the dicking, the dicking and the sticking. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to YBB Sports Desk. I am one of your hosts, Craig, and I'm joined by none other than the man himself. Who are you, sir? I am Mike Tarter, um, Strawberry tonight. Mm-hmm. And neither one of us are Hubert Davis' white wife. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to, I had to do it. I, <laughs> what is wrong with me? Yes, this is what happened. Don't give me liquor. <laughs> Clearly, do not give me fucking liquor. Jesus Christ. Here we are. I, I got to play it. I have to play it now. It's significant that I'm African-American and I'm the head coach here. It's significant. I know that in terms of Division One head coaches all around the country, only 26% of the head coaches for Division One men's basketball are compromised by minorities, specifically African-Americans. I know that it is significant that I'm the fourth African-American head coach in any sport in the history of the University of North Carolina. I'm very proud to be African-American, but I'm also very proud that my wife is white, and I'm very proud that my three beautiful, unbelievable kids are a combination of both of us. Throw him in the fucking ocean. Throw him in the fucking ocean. What? What? I was with him. I was, I was with him, you know, a couple of weeks in, you know, you know, me being down here in South Carolina and mm-hmm. only 60, only 68 miles from, from Charlotte. I, you know, um, one of the bars I go to, um, and I, you know, it's a bunch of Carolina fans and I, when when Roy Williams retired, and <clears throat> and I was at the bar, and you know they would have you know we were having a conversation on who should be North uh, UNC's new head coach, and my first was Cuba Davis. The, the man has an incredible basketball basketball mind, um, and uh, you know everyone said has been, had been saying that. It needs to be. It needs to be someone in the family, in the UNC family, um, mm-hmm. and the 
Because I'm like, who would come to who, who? Like, who would they? Who would they hire outside? There are really no good choices, right? Well, there there are there there are there were a few, um, but um, Hubert Davis was the best. Was, was the best in house option they had. The best alum option that had coaching experience. Not maybe not head coaching experience, but you know, Eva Davis was was associate head coach for um, for nine years. Yeah. Um, so when it was announced that he was getting the job, I was stoked. Like, yes, look at uh, you, uh, you know, I talk about minority hiring in the pros, especially in the NFL and also in the NBA. And mm-hmm. at the college, at the D1 level, it's even worse. Yeah. Hubert said it just, Hubert said it in that clip 20, I think he was 24, 23% of Division one head coaches are, are people of color. Yeah. And to have him be the first at North Carolina, that's huge. That's huge. But he didn't have to go with the comment of, I, 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 I don't mind him acknowledging his wife. That's fine. Yeah. But why you have to why you have to say a race? Yeah. Why, just why say you, you to, love your wife. Just to say I'm thankful for my wife, um, and my and my children. You didn't have to. You didn't have to put race. You didn't have to put their races out there. You didn't have to say, "Oh my, oh yeah, my wife is white. My children are biracial." We didn't do all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For. I'm going to say this for all the men who are in interracial relationships, marriages, fuckships, whatever you want to call it. Um, we don't all think like that. And people who look at people in interracial relationships, that's not responses that we give in that. I'm in an interracial marriage. My child, yes, by proxy is a black woman, does me. Um, and we're just going to leave that there. But what we're not going to do is say something of the magnitude as such, because I have to play it again. I'm very proud to be African-American. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. And I'm very proud that my three beautiful, unbelievable kids are a combination of both of us. At some point, that shit shouldn't even matter. Not only should it not matter, nobody asked you. It felt like he was trying to save face for that like press conference. He was like, oh shit, I sound a little bit too militant in the earlier part of the conversation. Let me appease the white folks. You don't have to. You already appeased them. Right. That's why they picked you, sir. They already picked you. So, you know, for him, I, I just need him to be gone, fuck! Now, moving right along, ladies and gentlemen, we have a full fucking docket for you guys. Now, there's not many of you in here tonight, but I promise you, you're going to need a drink because we're going to play a drinking game in the midst of this. So, since we're playing a drinking game, Q, you have your drink with you? I am going inside right now to go get it. Perfect, because I'm giving away an award immediately, straight out the gate. The first award for the night is the Bill O'Brien You Know You Done Fucked Up Right Award, and it is going to cue LaShawn McCoy. Oh, God, what's the shady It is going to LaShawn McCoy. Yes, LaShawn McCoy thinks that he has a, oh, he says that he has a good chance of making the Hall of Fame, but does not think that Julian Edelman should be in the Hall of Fame. He says, and I quote, Hall of Fame? No, come on, man. You have 16 weeks to showcase who you are. 
what you can do each year. The playoffs matter, but a lot of guys don't get a chance to play in the playoffs. I won't discredit him because I think he's a great player, plays with a lot of heart, a lot of attitude, a lot of passion. I don't want to rain on his parade because he's retiring and he's a hell of a player, but I don't know if he is Hall of Fame caliber. Ladies and gentlemen, this is LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> this is fucking shady. Ooh, okay. My okay. God. You know what? You know what? I, I, I have to. I have to. I just had to, I just had to crack the can. I just had to crack the can. And, and now I'm going to take a sip. This is this is why we're playing this drinking game because this is going to be fun. Q, we have not had a sports desk in over two weeks, so it was time. It yeah. was time. Yeah. I want to shout out Dan. Before you get into your statement, I want to shout out Dan Rod. I want to shout out to the Sports on Stereo crew. Even though we are the best sports podcast in the world, period. Notice I said sports podcast. There are a lot of shows on Sports on Stereo. Shout out to every single one of y'all. We do like y'all. We fuck with you. But we are the best sports podcast. And we like to drink. So if you like to drink, you need to fuck with the content. Come in here. Clap it up. Fuck with us. Fuck with the people who do Sports on Stereo. Follow that hashtag, Sports on Stereo. I need you to follow it on social media as well. Share that shit. Subscribe. If people have a paid tier, please pay us. We ain't saying give us Netflix money. Don't cancel your current subscriptions to other people's shit. But if you fuck with the content, feel free to fuck with the content financially. With that being said, back to LaShawn McCoy. Q, you were about to say? <sighs> oh, I just got a new entry for I just got a new entry for for an award just watching this god-awful Nationals game right now. But, mm. like, Shady, you're not even the Hall of Famer. Can we go there for a second? Can we go? Can, yes, yeah, let's do we, this. Yes, you're not a Hall of Famer yourself. <clears throat> you had what, two, three good years in Philly. You had mm-hmm. what one good year in Buffalo, and then you fell off of a and then you fell off of a cliff. The yes. thing with Edelman, the thing with Edelman, he was consistent. Every year was good. Mm-hmm. One of the top receivers in the league. Top fantasy receivers in the league. Yep. He even yep. he did it in the he did it in the playoffs. His ring speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all Tom Brady. It, a lot of it was Adam and too. Here was my issue with LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy has two Super Bowl trophies and he's done absolutely nothing. Two rings, and he didn't play a single snap either fucking Super Bowl that they won. Either one, Q. Wait, he has two? He has two. Remember, he was still on Philly. And he won with the Bucks this year. Yes, yes, Q. He was playing with the fucking Buccaneers this year. Is it? it, Mm -hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't that three? Because wasn't he with, um, wasn't he with Kansas City two years ago? Nope. Oh. Nope, remember they cut him. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. <clears throat> they cut him right before the season. Therefore, he wasn't qualified to. And I'm going to get to LaMarcus Aldridge when we get to the NBA. Because if Brooklyn ends up winning the uh, fucking NBA Finals, that motherfucker don't deserve a ring. I don't give a fuck how you display it. I understand he has health problems. We won't get there. Because, you know, I got a lot of shit to talk about when it comes to that. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we probably be drunk at that point. But we're going to talk. But back to LaShawn McCoy. Boy, sir, two rings, and you didn't play a single fucking snap in either game. 
He got a participation trophy to do nothing, Q. Nothing. That is, that, you know, uh, um, I, I wish, here's my wish for, here's, here's my first wish for this week. I wish that washed up players who, would, as you said, got participation trophies for and, and didn't do a damn thing to help earn that ring. Just shut up mm-hmm. and enjoy your ring. Just, just, just shut up. Yes, yes. Because, because, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Because you're about to hit the same corner. So go ahead. No, I, I, I just wish they would shut up. You know, enjoy your ring. Enjoy being known. Enjoy the the novelty of being known for the rest of your life as Super Bowl champion. Even though you didn't mm-hmm. earn it yep. on the field, but then, but just enjoy it and. And yes, this the, the debate on Junior yeah, Julia it, <laughs> the debate on Julia Element getting 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 into Canton in five years or whatever. It's gonna be in one because it's gonna be like, well, he was just a slot receiver. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you got to think of all the things he did. He was a quarter. Like, he was drafted in the seventh round. He was drafted in the seventh round. Um, he was drafted. He was, he was converted. He's a converted quarterback mm-hmm. who threw very well the times that he got to throw the ball. Threw a couple of like being he was like five touchdowns over the course of his career off of trick plays. And mm-hmm. you knew, everyone knew when it was when it was third, third down and whatever. If you needed, if you needed a first down, who was Brady looking for? Exactly. Exactly. But you have to ask you a question. I know, I know you're expounding, and I didn't mean to cut you off. But someone who won't make the Hall of Fame is telling somebody that could make the Hall of Fame that they shouldn't make the Hall of Fame. Let's start here. LaShawn McCoy has two rings and did not play a single snap in either game. Julian Edelman has three rings. And caught a bunch of clutch balls in all three Super Bowls that they won those rings in. Mm-hmm. Now, when when we go into like Hall of Fame talks and stuff like that, I get you know people talk rings, they talk yardage, they talk all of these type of like dynamics when it comes to it. But not every receiver is going to be a, a Jerry Rice for like postseason like receiving yards and things like that. That's not going to happen, and it's few and far between. If that's the case, Q, we need to start having arguments about. Mike Evans. Mike Evans has a ring. Yes, he does. He has multiple thousand-yard seasons. Yes. But the ring came from who? Thomas. Tom Thomas Brady. With Brady. So if Mike Evans can make it, why the fuck couldn't Julian Edelman? Because he's a favorite. He's everybody's favorite. Antonio Brown. People want to say the same fucking thing. When we have these discussions about Hall of Fame, what pisses me off, though, is it's actually something that I would like to argue with people, but I'm not arguing with somebody who honestly doesn't have a shot right now. If you look at LaShawn McCoy, he's 22nd all time in yardage 22nd to me. That's not hall of fame caliber. He's going to, he's going to be like Paul Pierce in a couple years when he retires. He's what? 33. Now he's going to retire. He's going to get on like NFL network. And he's going to be talking about them two rings that he did nothing to do to get them. <laughs> he's going to be the JaVale <laughs> McGee 
of the NFL. You're like, yo, I got these rings. We're like, yo, but you you average two snaps a game, and they were kick returns. What? Come on, I, I, you can't even. I, I, you know what? You can't even. You can't even like compare him to JaVale McGee because at least McGee went out and played. Like he went out and played. Yeah, last year he was integral, integral to to the Lakers winning a championship. Him and Rondo. <laughs> Him and Rondo. Mm-hmm. Um and even in Golden State, he was a he was a he was a contributor. He was a contributor exactly. when he won when, when he won those rings with, with Durant and Curry. I just want people like the thing is when people talk about Hall of Fame and they talk about receivers, they only match up to you know they only match up receivers to the receivers that are in now. But the thing is, you can't compare the Hall of Famers that are already there and the ones that are like now, like you know, like Edelman for example, Antonio Brown for example. Like shit, at the rate the NFL is going, Q and the team that they're on, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing this Q, but. If Washington is what everybody is saying is going to happen over the next four to five years, and if they win a ring, I'm telling you this now, and I'm going to say it early, we're we going to have to say something about Curtis Samuel. We, we, we're going to have to say this, Q. I know that's your boy, but he's going to be in these talks soon. He, he's going to be in these talks of, yo, like, he's an elite receiver. Like, he's he's going to have that. You got to throw him and Terry McLaurin. Him and Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. Like, but no, I, nobody. I know because yeah, people don't want to yeah, have these talks right now. But they don't it, it, have, just, it just it, hurt. They don't want to have these talks. And I know that I know that we're, we're still on Shady McCoy, but I need to talk about Washington real quick. Let, you know, oh, let's go. Uh, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Beforehand, I need you to take a sip. Anybody who's in here, please take a sip because we're about to start talking about the Washington football team. Let's go. Where my gunshot? Just took that sip. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have a career year. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. He's going to have a yes, career year. He's going to have oh, a you career playing year. Minecraft. I like it, Kudji. Let's go. He, he is going to have a career year. Out of all the teams that Ryan Fitzpatrick has played with, was played for, the receivers in D.C. Mm-hmm. The aforementioned Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel are hands down the two best he's ever played with. See, I like the cut of you. And he, and, I like and, the cut, Jay. And, and, uh, and, yes. he and he's played with, and Fitz has played with some really great receivers. None are as great mm. in, our, in their, in their third, and going into their third and fourth season. As Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaren. Talk that shit. You know what? Hold on, hold on. Let us, before we actually get into, because I have Washington football team news we got to talk about, hit that button for me, Q, because we got some voice measies and I want to get straight to them. All right, here we go. Greg, hey, Greg. Don't mind my kid in the background. Yo. Hey, Greg, and hey, Q, I'm sorry, I cannot see that. What's up, what's up, what's up? Greg, what's up? What is going on? You are now live and direct with one of the greatest fucking podcasts on Stereo. So shout out to Stereo for inviting us. And we're going to have a party tonight. Um, a party when it comes to the sports desk. Shout out to Dan Rye 88 
Shout out to everybody who does a show on Sports on Stereo. Shout out to all the lovely ladies that are in the room. If you're in the room and you're a lady, if you're a guy, congratulations, you're in the sports desk. We, we fuck with you all the long way, too. Not the long way, but the long. You know what I mean? Either way, ladies and gentlemen, um, where's my gunshots? Because Q, next voicemail. So, like, people are, like, really fucking, like, shocked that uh, Edelman is being retired. Bro, Edelman's been on the injury list for how long? How long? Like, let's be honest. How long? Why is it shocking? Yeah. Right. The one thing Edelman Edelman said was that he's going to ride it. He's going to ride this into the wheels fall off. The wheels fell off. Mm-hmm. He, admit, he admitted it. The wheels fell off. So he's like, you know what? Why, why try to push my body any further? It, my body's telling me I'm done. I'm, so I'm, I'm listening to my body. I'm done. Yeah. I agree. I agree. What's the next voicemail? No, I'm sorry. Edelman made great plays, but um, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, he's not Hall what? of Fame. Like, bound. I don't know, but who am I? Who am I? Just a girl in Jersey. Oh, I, I understand. What I'm going to say is this. If you played with Brady, you have a better fucking chance of making the Hall of Fame compared to anybody else. If you contributed to him getting a ring, you have a great chance of being in the Hall of Fame. Gronk, he is considered, even with the Travis Kelsey's of the world, he is considered probably top five greatest all time all time mm-hmm. when it comes to tight ends Wes Walker still gets talked about when's the last time you've seen Wes Walker play people compare Wes Walker now yeah we can talk everything we want to talk about when it comes to Julian Edelman and those knees and stuff like that but what we're not going to sit here and act like is Brady had many other people to throw to I remember who Brady had to talk, throw to two years ago I remember unfortunately I remember <laughs> The kill Harry. I I remember this shit. They were trying to get Edelman to come back on the field. That's how much trust they had in Julian Edelman. They say, you know what? We don't even need to add pieces because you are the piece. If he is right now, Julian Edelman for Brady or for Cam Newton this year is what Scotty Miller is supposed to be for Brady with the Bucks. Brady has always been successful when he's had a white receiver that's under six foot two that can run the slide and get like chump change yardage. That's just how it works. Now, no, he's not going to give you all these highlight plays. He's not going to catch the ball with fucking one hand and shit like that. But he was durable. Motherfuckers were knocking Edelman's head off. I don't know how many concussions he's had in the total of his career. But what I do know is when he had to catch the ball, he caught that motherfucker. He caught it. Him, him and Gronk. So if we're going to have this talk when it comes to like Hall of Famers, I don't want people who I know for a fact, not only should they not make the Hall of Fame, we're asking where your ass was at, dog? Like LaShawn McCoy. I, I hate stuff like that with a passion because it's like, bro, he, he's doing what Carl Malone did when he tried to go to the Lakers and get a ring and do absolutely fucking nothing. He's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to just show up. And that's the, to me, like, when it comes to, like, LaShawn McCoy, I'm like, yo, I didn't even know until I read that article, Q, that he had two rings. I forgot that he played for the Bucks until I realized, yo, he wasn't even on the depth chart to start the game. 
he was not on the depth chart. He was just on the active roster. Now, a lot of shit would change for a lot of people if they only gave rings to the people who were on the active roster. And I feel like they should yeah. do that because there are a lot of scrub ass dudes who are on like injured reserve and ain't played all fucking year. And your team miraculously wins the fucking ring. And here you come, you hanging out at the parade, acting like you ain't had an injury all year. You had a torn ACL. How the fuck you out here dancing at strip clubs and shit like that? <laughs> what about that ACL? Come on. Like, we got to be real here, man. I, I'm, I'm just really not a fan. Like, LaShawn McCoy. Name the last name the last time you've seen LaShawn McCoy get 10 yards. Don't worry. I'll wait. You might want to start playing that Jeopardy theme because I we, and not I, I'm, and not the and not the and not the one not the final Jeopardy one the do, 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 when, when no one answers yeah. the question. Yo, like when I think of Lashawn McCoy, I think about that terrible as um actually it was probably one of the better Maddens Madden two that was it two thousand four with Mike Vick on it where Lashawn McCoy was I think he was like rated like overall like fucking I think he was either like ninety two or ninety four Russian. And it was like, this is Sean McCoy. He, he, he's supposed to be one of the best. But you know what he never did? Get the motherfucking cover. I know Julian Edelman didn't either. I get that. But here's the thing. When it comes to Madden, it's always either quarterbacks, maybe a wide receiver like, what was it, Juju a couple years ago? And mm-hmm. what? Who else? Quarterbacks? Or, J- or, J- or J.J. Watt. <laughs> or J.J. Watt. When, when it comes to fucking um, homeboy, I be saying, I'm like, yo, like, he's talking, but nobody's listening. N- next voicemail. I ain't going to talk too much about him. Fuck him. Because we got a lot to talk about on the sports desk. So go ahead. Right. Yo, don't hate on LaShawn McCoy, dude. He's actually a legend, man. He was amazing for the Eagles and also for the Bills in his first two years. So He's 33. <laughs> what? In his first two years. Here's the thing. Anybody can say, yes, he was good in his last, in his first two years, but he's been playing since 2009. In his first two years, let me, let me just go and run down these stats that you can Google, by the way. His first year, he ran for 637 yards and 55 attempts. He had better years his fucking fifth, fourth, second, and third year, period. After that, when he played for the Bills, yes, yes, we're playing for the fucking Bills. That's a run-heavy offense. Well, it was, but you know what happened? He was no longer on the team effective 2019. Why did they not need him, Q? What's, what's that quarterback's name that they just so happened to just get that could do the same shit and also throw Josh, the ball? Who, who was his Josh name again? Allen. Josh Allen. Oh, oh, oh. Next, okay. year's, um, next I, year's MVP. Okay, so I'm not crazy there, right? So let me just say this. In LaShawn McCoy's defense, last year, well, in 2019, for the Kansas City Chiefs, he had 101 attempts for 465 yards, four touchdowns, one receiving touchdown for 28 yards. He had 181 total yards. 2020, LaShawn McCoy had 10 attempts for a total of 31 yards, an average of 3.1. I don't want to hear from a nigga who can't do, telling somebody else what they can't do. And they done done I mean, that. You, right, when you have... You have running backs like Frank, like the God himself, Frank Gore, still putting up numbers. And, he, and Frank Gore is like 36, 37. Mm-hmm. Still, still putting up numbers. LaShawn McCoy telling somebody who don't even play his, like, 
if, if he if he says something to the effect of like Le'Veon Bell, he's like, if he says Le'Veon Bell shouldn't be considered a Hall of Fame, I'm with that because it's I'm like okay, a too. running back talking to a running back. I, I, I'm with that argument, but what I'm not with especially, is a nigga who can't even play that role. Especially like you know, Le'Veon has done nothing in, in two seasons. Yeah, make it three. <laughs> make it three because. Those two years with the Jets, trash. Last year, last, last season with the Chiefs, trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And w- without giving Edelman a lot of bail, I'm going to say this. There are a lot of wide receivers that are in the Hall of Fame that, if we're going to be completely honest, were some shit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave that there. Next voicemail. All right, here we go. Super random question. Bobby, Bobby. I'm sorry, y'all. Super random question. At first, Philly kind of said they was going with um, Jalen Hurts, and now they're, like, saying maybe. So what do y'all think? Do y'all think they're going with Jalen or, like, what? Like, Philly seems to flip-flop more than my ex. (laughs) Uh. Philly is going to be the worst team in football next year. Talk to them. The worst team. They, they're going to struggle to win three games, if that. Mm. I say, yeah, you, yeah. Might as well go with, you might as well go with Jalen. Because who's your, yeah. who's your alternative? Uh, 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 Joe Flacco? <laughs> Boy. <laughs> <laughs> You better go with Jalen. Gives you your best chance to win more than three games. Yep. Like, how many picks do they have this year? Um, like, I don't think they haven't traded Ertz yet, have they? No, they haven't traded Ertz. They're probably going to wait until the draft to do that. Either wait for the draft or cut him in June. Mm. So, as I'm looking right now on CBS Sports, they're saying that they're proposing an Eagles Bills trade that's centered around Ertz and some draft picks. Ooh, Ertz going to Ertz going if to he Buffalo, goes to Buffalo and get, get, giving Josh Allen yet another weapon. Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, call, I'm calling it now. Josh Allen is going to be the 2021 NFL MVP. Facts. And that's not a hot take. That's the fucking truth at this point. That is the truth. And the, his, you want to know what's so funny, though, Q, is the article says exactly what I was about to say. The Bills only right now, they are the perfect, well, they are a well-rounded team. I'm not going to say perfect. They are a well-rounded team, and all they need is an upgraded tight end. Mm-hmm. That's, That's all it. they need. They have the offense. They have the defense. They have the run game. They have, Honestly, they have not one, not two. They have three running backs, and one of them just throws the ball. <laughs> Come on. <sighs> Boy, it's going to be so sweet to watch them. It's going to be so sweet to watch. I'm watching every Bills game next year. Everyone. I don't know what their schedule will look like, but yeah. So pretty much what they're proposing, Q, is the Eagles get the Bills' first round pick, which is a 30, uh, 30th overall, and the Bills get Zach Ertz and the Eagles' second round pick, which is 37th overall. I think that's a fair trade. It needs that's to a good. That's a, di- a damn good trade. I would, mm-hmm. I would pull the trigger on that in a heartbeat. Yes. From Buffalo. Like, Buffalo is the... Buffalo has become the most um, well one organization in football. Yes, indeed. Their general yes, indeed. manager 
their general manager hits in the draft. Their coaches, their coaches, elite. Yeah, Buffalo is yeah. Buffalo is yeah. I, Buffalo is going to be not, but they were already knocking on Kansas City's door last year. They're going to kick mm-hmm. that. They're kick that thing down this year. Yep. Yep. And if they don't, Baltimore's right there too. Let's not act like fucking Baltimore is just like just completely like um, out of the picture right now. I'm not. Q, I'm, I, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not going to say that Baltimore took a lot of hits on defense. They did, but Q, took I, a lot of hits on when, defense. The draft is going to determine how high I have Baltimore on my on my in my hierarchy. Okay. So what we're going to do is after, after the draft, we're going to get, you know, we're going to go and put all the pieces together and then we'll come back and do our early predictions. But that's not for another, what, two, three months, Q? So no, we'll, we'll the draft, just leave that there. The, 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 the draft is, is in two weeks. Two, two weeks. Boy. See, maybe I've been too caught up in the WNBA draft tonight. That and I had a drink, but we're just going to leave that there. Um, go ahead and hit that button for me, though, Q, because we got a lot of voicemails we got to get through. Man, he got extremely lucky with that, man. You know, but hey, hey, he 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 still retains those rings, though, man. That that means more than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I definitely, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. I can barely hear. I think she's probably leaving yeah. voicemail. I don't know how far, far it's going to be. Oh, he's whispering. Okay, on, let's leave one. Yeah, go to the next one. <laughs> but if he didn't play with Brady, then I don't think he would be in the top five because his output. Like it wouldn't have been the same. He wouldn't have been so hot. He's only so hot because of Brady. But here's the thing: I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. But when you look at the Hall of Fame quarterback, they're paired with their receivers when they go into the Hall of Fame. When you think of Reggie Wayne, who is the quarterback that was thrown to him? Who's also in the Hall of Fame, right? Peyton. Who's? Oh, go ahead. No, I'm saying Peyton. Yeah. And like, say, for example, like when Ben goes in, he can't go and completely act like Antonio Brown wasn't a large portion of the reason why he's in the Hall of Fame. When Pat Mahomes, uh, also, when he eventually. Uh, go ahead. I would say um, not just Antonio Brown. Yeah, I think Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward is not a Hall of Fame mm-hmm. without, without Ben. Yeah. And, it's just that if I went down a list of Hall of Fame wide receivers right now, like when you look at their quarterbacks, like, yes, their quarterbacks, I don't want to say they made them, but they helped them improve. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, T.O., Calvin Johnson. And here's the thing. Calvin Johnson's fucking, he actually, he might be the exemption. He might be the one person that's just literally in the Hall of Fame because of what the fuck he did. Mm-hmm. Because nobody is looking at Matt Stafford and is like, okay, he's a he's a Hall of Fame caliber. Nobody is saying that shit. But Calvin Johnson is a motherfucker. That changes if if the Rams do something. That changes. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Who else we got? Michael Irvin. These, these are just people recently. Art Monk Q. Come on now. These lists, they just go on and on and on. But when it comes to Julian Edelman, like if you look at the like wide receivers, yes, out, outside of what maybe the first five that I named, the rest are like, yeah, they 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 contributed to the team. They they did what they were supposed to do. And what's different with Julian Edelman? He did what the fuck he was supposed to do. You catch the ball, you run, you get in the end zone. Catch the ball when it matters. Did he not do that? Did he not check all those boxes? Sure did. So how is so how the fuck is he not the Hall of Famer? You know, somebody be like, oh, it's because he played with Brady. So you trying to tell me Gronk doesn't deserve because he played with Brady? Uh, tr- to be completely honest with you, I feel like playing with Brady maybe escalated Randy Moss up, you know, to first ballot even a little bit more. It was like, wait, he played with Brady? Get the fuck out of here! What? What? All of that, and what? The season, and, and, and that one season, 2007. One season. People were like, oh, that Randy Moses. That one yeah. season. When when the, when the Patriots went 18 and 1. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that stamp, Randy Moss's candidacy, the Hall of Fame candidacy, made it, made him, definitely made him first ballot at that point. Yeah. Even though he was already, he was already there. That just solidified it. Yeah. Like true, like and it's it's so crazy because like when you think of New England, like you see Edelman, you see like you when you think of the receivers, you you think obviously Randy Moss, but then everybody else is like, oh, the, the white receivers that actually showed up, Danny Amendola, fucking Wes Welker, everybody. I'm telling you, all the white receivers that were under six feet that helped produce outside of Randy Moss. Don't get me wrong. When you look at it, are they hall? Are they all Hall of Famers? No. But did they give you quality when it came to actual gameplay and stats? Absolutely. And the reason why I can say this is because Danny Amendola, he took the lessons that he learned in New England and applied them in Detroit. I want to say, didn't he play for Miami a little bit? I, it was either New England, uh, it was some Florida yeah. team he played for. I can't remember. It. And it was Miami. He, produced, he produced there. Even if we don't want to say that they're Hall of Fame for the sake of saying Hall of Fame, these motherfuckers had Hall of Fame careers. Now, I'm going to just leave that there. Because obviously, everybody's not going to make it into the Hall of Fame. Everybody can't do it. If they did, we have a lot of fucking scrubs that don't belong in the Hall of Fame. A lot. Like right now, JaVale McGee would be considered Hall of fucking Fame. <laughs> right? Funny as no. that is, but yes. Yeah. Like, think about it right now. People have all these discussions when it comes to the NBA of like, who's the greatest of all time? They're like, Jordan versus LeBron. Let me throw out a name to y'all and y'all ain't gonna even think about it. Robert fucking Horry. Seven rings, never lost. Do y'all mention him? Okay, next voicemail. All right, hold on. Yeah, they killed Edelman in those post plays. They crushed him. Mm. Fact. Yeah. That's why his knees are shattered. But it is what it is, man. Well, yeah, you ain't lying, man. I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, Edelman, he definitely going to the Hall of Fame because he caught some. He caught some hellified passes. 
Yes. It's like, for, when, it com- when it comes to me, when I think of Edelman, it's not even just the plays. Like, when I look at his highlight reel, all of his highlight reel plays are the reasons why Brady got those rings. It wasn't, like, the play. It wasn't the catch. It wasn't the, like, astronomical, like, the, the touchdown. It was that play that got them that first down. It was that play that expired. It was that play that Brady got enough time and composure to say, you know what? We're still in this game. I remember 28-3. I remember that shit. And who got them back in that game? Brady and Edelman. Yep. Yep. Next voice, Measy, please. Oh, you crazy. Yeah, you, you right about that. They, all they had an ACL, and all of a sudden, they at the club. Yep. Yo, I will never forget the day. Q, I, I want to actually know, you were with me. We went to, you didn't pay any attention. So we went to um, Pure Lounge. This is how old we, this is how old Q and I are. We went to a place in D.C. called Pure Lounge. And this is when they had the dollar drinks. <laughs> and, yeah, so at, at this place called Pure Lounge, on the they had like an upper level where people did salsa and merengue and shit like that. And then they had the downstairs level. The downstairs level is where it got like really grimy and people could just go and just drink nonstop. So it was what? Mm-hmm. from It wasn't it like from six o'clock to nine o'clock. So six to nine, yeah. from six o'clock to nine o'clock, you had dollar drinks. So everybody would leave work at five thirty. And they would go to like a nearby bar until like six, maybe grab one drink. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to spend a lot of money because I can go into Pure Lounge with a $20 bill and have fucking 15 drinks and just tip them $2 here and there. And I'd be straight for the rest of the night. So Q and I, we go. And I think at this point, I don't know if like Eric went with us, but I know for a fact you and I were there. And I was like, yo, I'll be right back. I'm going upstairs. So I was actually meeting a girl that was up on the second floor, right? Go upstairs while you still downstairs. Who the fuck do I see, Q? Alan fucking Iverson. And the only reason I'll tell you why I knew you were there is because of what happened after. So just by proxy, the Denver Nuggets were playing the Washington Wizards in D.C. And Alan Iverson was faking an injury. So then I go downstairs and I say to Q, I said, Q, Alan Iverson is here. And he was like, what the fuck you mean? Allen Iverson's here. The Wizards are playing. I was like, he's not playing. Like, he, he's not there. <laughs> he's not at the fucking stadium. He's upstairs with some chick, right? So I don't even know where the fuck that story went. That was just a good fucking story to me. So fuck y'all. That, that was a good fucking story. <laughs> that was a good fucking story. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. Don't give me drinks. Um, what, 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 next voicemail. Jesus Christ. What retirement <laughs> was more... A surprise. Julian Edelman or Marcus Aldridge? Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's a good one. I'm not going to. You. uh, LaMarcus was the biggest surprise because we all knew that the the, the end was coming for uh, for Edelman. But to wake up this morning, to wake up this morning, and the first thing that I see on my phone is Lamarcus Aldridge retired? Like what? He just played the other day. <laughs> I was like, exactly. But I mean, I, I have to commend him, Q. Like your health curse. So if you go and you say like, "Yo, I'm having a regular heartbeat and stuff like that," 
I'd rather you go out on your shield, like not on your shield, because that's like someone who played through it. But the fact that he tried means he went out on the shield. Was like, look, I tried. I knew this. This is not something that he just woke up one morning. And he's having a regular heartbeat. I'm going to retire. He knew this, and he tried to play through it. And now, don't fact check me on it. It just feels this way. Anybody who knows for a fact that they are going, I don't want to say getting cut, but pretty much going to another team that is a contender. He was like, you know what? If I'm going to play, no, I have, I, I ran for a contender. Mm-hmm. And that, he has my utmost like respect. I have no shit talk when it comes to that. Um, to me, if you want you know, to answer the question, that, that was took me by surprise. That one we already knew. And the reason why we knew is because when they said that they were cutting Julian Edelman, we didn't get a um, 10 minutes later saying Julian Edelman signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At that point, I was like, oh, okay. He's retiring. That's when I knew. Because who, who else was Julian going to sign to? Baltimore? He was going to stay in the AFC, though. If he couldn't go with Brady, he was going to stay in the AFC. Right, right. It it, yeah. It, yeah, there was no one, you know, when, and then he was cut by, cut, with a failed, uh, failed physical designation. Yep. Basically, yeah. The writing was on the wall that he was back, that he was just going to retire. Yep. Now I will say he just pulled a like a gronk, and he just mysteriously ends up healthy in August and signs a one-year contract with Buffalo. Beware. <laughs> Beware. And you you know I I'm all for talking about Buffalo this year because that's the team Q and I are rocking with this year and I love the Niners I love the Arizona Cardinals too that that was my first love that's my team but I, I'm gonna let you know Buffalo that <laughs> yeah the motherfuckers are not to be played with but Q hit the button for me because we got to get into some more sports bro we got to get into some more sports yeah I agree with you you got to talk about Robert Ory because they talk about Michael Jordan LeBron James and uh, what's his name Kobe Bryant rest in peace to the black mamba mm-hmm. they always say oh um uh jordan's better than kobe because jordan has more rings or or jordan's better than lebron because jordan has more rings but like you said what about robert ori then he has seven so then shouldn't robert mm-hmm. ori be the greatest player in the nba then yep yep that's a discussion q we need to start. We actually have to have that discussion. We're not going to do it this week because we already got a full docket as is, but we definitely need to have that talk because a lot of people aren't giving him his flowers when it comes to Robert Horry, and he doesn't even come up. But we're going to talk, just not this week. Not this week. We got two more of these voicemails. Feel free to drop any more voicemails if y'all got them because we got so much to talk about, and we're going to piss y'all off because I'm going to make a drink while we do it. So, yes, let's go. <laughs> Does she sound really low to you, Q? Yeah. Yeah, Des sounds kind of low. Des, I need you to come back. Yeah, you got to come back through. It sounded like she was talking through the microphone, but I couldn't hear. So come back through with another voicemail, man. We need to hear that. We got one more. She, Let's go with she, it. She's live now, so. Um, oh, she's live. All right, well, she'll come back through. She will come back through. Look, I give it to Edelman. I picked them up on my draft, on my fantasy football. Okay, I hear a little Since bit. If we're being honest, honest, he has his past season. Yeah, he had great playing before, but 
Okay. I hear you. I absolutely hear you. All right. So while we make this drink, you, I'm going to give my next award. Um, okay. This sucks. The Gilbert Arenas Goon Award, a.k.a. Goofball of Our Nationality Award, is going to cue Mr. Shannon Sharp. Uncle Shay Shay. Uncle Shay Shay, you are getting the Gilbert Arenas Goon Award for not one reason. You're getting back-to-backs. You are getting two awards that do the same thing. I'm going to play the clip while I make this drink, so I'm going to just play the clip. Pro sports, the body work is what it is, but you got to update your resume. You don't get to live on what you did 15 years ago. No. You have to constantly update that resume. Well, this is the ultimate updated resume. Okay, he's updated it, but hold on. See, no, it's not that I don't have a... I, the problem that I have with Tom Brady, he tries to make every experience that he has unique to Tom. I'm the only guy that's ever been doubted. What perfectly, regardless of sport, you think hasn't been doubted? Has anybody been doubted more than LeBron James? The guy was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 17. There's no way in hell he can ever be that. The chosen one. Who in the hell? LeBron James is simply the most hero-worshipped athlete in the history of sports. In the history of sports. They said he could never be what Sports Illustrated said he was. Who's they? So now, okay, who's the people that doubted him? Who's the people that doubted Tom Brady? I'm the only one, right? Uh, no, so, 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 doubts so, so nobody's it's, it's not doubt. It's it's they just don't like him. Here's they the can't embrace yeah. him. This how it works. I don't know how to, you know. I've never really had a, a you know went to corporate America and worked in that. Be motivated by doubt, and you can be motivated by fear. Fear motivated motivated me more than doubt because Skip, I was fearful that I was not going to be able to provide for the people that ultimately that I was going to be responsible for. That drove me, not the doubt. Because if I if I if I fulfill the obligation that my brother and I had set at a very young age, the doubters would be proved wrong. See, I don't need to prove them wrong. I just need to prove me right. And in the process of proving myself right, you'll be wrong. So for me, that's the way I approach this kill. So Tom uses doubt. I use fear. And see, I tell people this all the time. I hated losing more than I enjoyed winning. Skip, I won three Super Bowls. But it don't bring me to joy. That the pain that that loss to Jacksonville gives me. Mm. You see what I see, see, Skip? So the fear of losing, the fear of something being taken away is what drove me. Yeah, Tom thinks that he's the only one been doubted. So he want to copyright doubt. Just like he wanted to be Tom Terrific. He forgot that there was somebody 30 years before he was, 20 years before he was born, was named Tom Terrific. He wants to make everything unique to him. But let me tell you something else, Tom Brady. I didn't really know this until I got to California. There are a lot of people that eat avocado and eat avocado ice cream too. Mm. And every place you go to, ask it, would you like avocado toast? So Tom Brady wants to make, oh, avocado, I eat mm. avocado. That's unique to me. Mm. People, be, I'm being doubted as a professional athlete. That's unique to me. Every professional athlete has been doubted. Name a professional athlete that has not been, I guarantee you, find me one. I de- find one that has never been doubted. Okay, now now that you have heard Shannon Sharp pretty much say that Tom Brady is always motivated by his doubters. And he says that the problem that I have with Tom is that he makes every experience that he has unique to him. What professional athlete do you think hasn't been doubted? Find me one. I'm going to explain to you why exactly Shannon Sharp is getting this Gilbert Arenas going award. 
The reason why he's getting this award is because days later, he had to go on Twitter and explain why he blocked Kevin Durant because he believed that Kevin Durant was using, again, another burner account. <laughs> Did he know that humans created the game of basketball? Or he just thought that just magically happened like God is like, poof, basketball appeared. I do love basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy for him to say that now because he has the titles. The titles put his mind at ease, Skip. Because if he felt like that in the beginning, he would have never left OKC and went to Golden State. Now, I'm not saying he wouldn't have left OKC, but he wouldn't have gone and fast-tracked himself to getting titles. So it's easy for him to say now, because guess what, Skip? He has that luxury of having those titles, having those finals MVP on his resume. So if he accomplishes nothing else in life, he has that. All right, hold on now. Let's stop there. Now, you, me, and everybody else under the sun knows that Shannon Sharp is like a free walking campaign for LeBron James. We know this, right? So what, what, what happens with Shannon Sharp is he, 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 he goes to the ledge and don't realize like he actually is at like the cliff and is like right there on the edge. And he looks back instead of looking forward and be like, you know what? That's a long ass drop. He turns back around and is like, hey, y'all coming with me? And that's what the fuck Shannon does. And he, he overstepped, not once, but twice. So the Brady shit started the week. And then he went on Twitter. Now, the clip, I'm going to play the rest of it. But this article says, during Monday's edition of Undisputed, Shannon Sharp discussed comments made by Nets star Kevin Durant about his GOAT status since he beat LeBron in the NBA Finals. Kevin Durant thought by winning the titles, everybody was going to regard him as universally the best player in the NBA, better than even LeBron James. But very few people were willing to go there. And then he's like, because I said it, if LeBron James is the GOAT, I beat the GOAT twice and hit the shots in his building. What does that make me? Let me finish the rest of the quote. Never say Kevin Durant is the best player never to win a title. So it's easy to say that now. Skip, it's like, for me, I look at it like having money. It's easy to say, well, you know, I have enough. I'm not chasing a dollar now. It's easy to say that. I've never heard anybody say that. But Skip, for me, is that when I was growing up and I didn't have money, you better believe <laughs> Not only was I chasing, I was running full speed after it. But I got it now. I don't nearly look at it and say, look at money the same as I did before I had it. Kevin Durant doesn't look at it the same because he has those titles. What he found out, Skip, is that the titles did not give him the validation that he thought it would. Kevin Durant thought by winning the titles, everybody was going to regard him as universally the best player in the NBA, better than even LeBron James. But very few people were willing to go there. And then he like, because he said it, if LeBron James is the GOAT, I beat the GOAT twice and hit the shots in his building, what does that make me? It wasn't about, well, I will be the best player. So I believe now, Skip, he's had, he's looking at it, says like, I got titles now. I can just focus on being the best player I can be. But the reason why people think you're the best player you can be, they didn't give you that validation first, KD, is because you had no titles. All right. Now, there's another minute left in this clip, but I have to add some context to the conversation. Mm -hmm. Basically, Kevin Durant never said that shit. Shannon Sharp was referencing a quote 
that had been floating on social media that was coming from a fake account talking as if they were Kevin Durant. And it was not one of Kevin Durant's burner accounts, to be fair, which is even funnier. It is even funnier. <laughs> so Kevin Durant, <laughs> Kevin Durant went on his personal Twitter and said, and I quote, y'all drunk uncle out here lying again. When did I say this, Shannon Sharp? To the effect, Shannon Sharp says, y'all remember that fake account when KD said, now everybody want to play for the Heat and the Lakers? Let's go back to being competitive and going at these people. Then joins the 79-3 and Warriors and builds the Nets into a superpower with Kyrie and Harden. Oh, my God. Kevin Durant, again, says, old Shannon refuses to respond to me. Yo, Shannon, why are you using your platform to push fake quotes about me? Kevin Durant then goes <laughs> and says another thing. He says, Shannon went on TV responding to this quote like I actually said it. Gullible fans will believe it or say, you were thinking this anyway. It's comedy at this point. Usually, Q and I, we don't go and defend Katie. And he's from our hometown. But what we're not going to do is we know that he has burner accounts. But when we know that he didn't say that shit, and regardless if it's the real account or the burner account, you should just acknowledge that that wasn't him. This is what Shannon Sharp didn't do. Shannon Sharp says, KD, if you want to talk to me, I'm not hard to find, but I'm not going back and forth on social media. What our differences are, they can be handled out of the eye of social media. Here's where I had the problem. Q, if you have a problem with somebody in real life, if you and I ever had a problem, if we had a problem, where's the last place you go to say, if we have a problem, we don't need to be here. Social media. Bingo. So you went on Twitter and you at KD. You retweeted him and said, KD, if you want to talk to me, I'm not hard to find, but I'm not going back and forth with you on social media. Whatever our differences are, they can't, they can be handled out of the eye of social media. Right? So KD says, we can talk in front of everybody. It ain't that serious, Shannon. You go on TV in front of everybody pushing fake shit off of tweets that you didn't know. But now you want to talk in private? Why are you lying on TV then, Shannon? Boy, at this point, you know what? Yo, I have never in my life sided with KD on any fucking thing. Except for today. Boy, if he did not drop that ether, that shit that make your soul burn slow. I was like, what the f-? Yo, KD is making sense right now. So then, then it gets better. It gets better. Shannon Sharp blocks. He blocks Kevin Durant (laughs) on Twitter. It said, and I quote, he says, oh, oh, no. So he says, I'm not gangster, but I'm not going back and forth with KD and losing my job either. I've had disagreements with other athletes, people before, and we handled it like adults and moved on. Dot, dot, dot. Adults. Sir, you're like 50. Oh, you I said think, you wanted I to think take Shannon this is older than 50. I think he's pushing, pushing like 55, 60. Mm-hmm. Q, I, <laughs> who's right and who's wrong in this? In this? Um, it, it's hard for me to, 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 to side with, with KD, but KD, KD made an excellent point. This man is going on Yo, TV. I, Going on TV, espousing lies, fake news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, indeed. All right. So that is my Gilbert Arenas Goon Award for Goofball of Our Nationality. It's going to none other than Uncle Shay Shay. Um, now, with that being said, Q, we can actually get fully into the shit. But before we get into the shits, ladies and gentlemen, we got some voicemails from you guys live on stereo. Q, go ahead and hit that button for me, please. He didn't lie, did he? I mean, stop him when he lied. <laughs> See? See? How the fuck are we all siding with KD right now? How? That's a rarity. <laughs> a absolute rarity. Yo, he's kind of right though, man. Like Kevin Durant, he was looking for validation still, and he never got no validation. And as soon as he got onto that new team and he got his championship, he just relaxed and he just—I don't know—he just—it was like an easy, easy ride for him. He didn't have to grind for a championship anymore by himself. So I don't rate Durant still, <laughs> but I don't. I don't hate Durant or like LeBron more. So it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and that was like, I don't want to say that was the argument, but that was the discussion. The discussion was this. Mm-hmm. KD never said that. We all know that KD has to be on a winning team in order to win. Um, and I'm saying that not only as a guy from the city, that's all we know. That's all we know of KD. You have to be on a winning team to win. That, that's, that's not something I'm pulling out of my ass. That's not something that's not factual. When you look at his team, even if you had a healthy LaMarcus Aldridge right now and he leaves, your team is still quoted to win the championship. KD yeah. can take two months off and come back for game seven of the NBA finals and still win MVP. That's how powerful his fucking team is. He could just have a good game seven. And they'd be like, you know what? He deserves it because, I mean... He is the leader of the team, but where the fuck you been at? Where you been? <laughs> Kyrie, he, he's using PTO and shit like that. We're going to get to him. We're we, we going to get to Actually, you know what? We might talk about him next. We might talk about Kyrie next. But you got all, you got all the guys you want to play with, all your homeboys. And I understand what, you know, Shannon is saying. But the thing is, you saying it from a fake account. Just say that you were wrong. We all feel this way about KD. That's the thing. We all can agree. KD, I don't want to say he can't win without other people. He hasn't won without other people. That's a better he way has to, put to He has to win. He can only win when he had, when there is a multiple, uh, multiple of stars. Exactly. Exactly. Around him. And the difference between, yeah, the difference between him and LeBron, it, it, I would say it's the same. I'm trying to, it's the same way as what's going to happen in, five or ten years when we have this discussion about Brady and Mahomes. When it comes to Brady, everybody's like, well, he he, he did less with nothing until he got to um, Tampa Bay. And even then he did it, even when people doubted him. Patrick Mahomes, they're going to be like, Patrick Mahomes got it out the mud. He did it with people that nobody thought was going to do shit, and they ended up being superstars, and they were a part of his legacy. When you look at LeBron, the people that LeBron played with, he didn't add to, like, he added to their legacy. They didn't add to his. It was like, it was great playing with you, but you can go elsewhere right now. You can go wherever the fuck you want to go, but you won't be better than the team that he got. KD, he's like, I'm going to go to Brooklyn where there's nothing but assets. And we're going to trade all them assets away for hope for this year. And maybe next year. But the thing is, if you don't win, then what? What, Katie? Where you gonna go? 
<laughs> Where you gonna go? Yeah. At that point, at that point, like KD is all KD's thirty two now. Yeah. At, at this point, people like you have to win this ring. LeBron right now could literally go zero and nine for the next nine years if he decided to play nine years. Shit, Brady's said he's gonna play for two more. And he's and what? Could, I think Brady's what 43? 40, 44. <clears throat> 44. And what? LeBron is what? 36? Yep. I want to say LeBron's 36. He's either 35 or 36. Because I'm 34. No, he's 37. It, it, no, 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 no. He's 36. He was born in 1984. December 30th, 1984. So, yeah. And the way that he takes care of his body cue, he could play for another fucking six, seven years. He might still get two rings. But here's the thing he can get. I don't, want to, I don't want to like big up LeBron too much, you know, too much. But what I'm gonna say is this: LeBron is the type of dude that the team that he won with last year they done left, and the team actually got better. How the fuck does that happen? <laughs> yeah, it happens when you bring in a Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, it happens. It happens when you. It happens when you bring in an Andre Drummond. Yeah. But I mean, again, this is this is what we get. But we, we got one voicemail for now. Feel free to leave some more voicemails because we got so much cute. I've only gotten maybe five articles out for what we got for the sport. We have not even talked about Deshaun Watson. That's going to be another 15 minutes. Whoa, we yeah. ain't got to Kyrie. He's next. That's going to be 15, 20 minutes by itself. Let's go. Let's right, go. Who will win MVP in the NBA this year? And if their team is, will their team go far in the playoffs? Mm. Who wins MVP? Who wins MVP? Nikola Jokic. Okay. I think you and, and I talked about that two weeks ago. We did. We did. And and his MVP case is even more magnified now because. He is Denver's offense. Mm-hmm. Jamal, you know, uh, prayers up to Jamal Murray. Hope he makes a speedy recovery of his torn ACL. But that is Jokic's team. That's Joker's team now. Like, he, mm-hmm. is focal, uh, he was the focal point of the offense before. And, and Jamal Murray was 1A. But it, it is yep. Joker's team now. And that yep. trade... That trade for um, for Aaron Gordon is looking Ooh. damn is looking damn good now. Mm-hmm. Now, Q, what we're supposed to be like introducing this new segment, this daily fantasy uh, fantasy sports, but we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We got a lot to cover, so I'm gonna try to make it real brief when it comes to the NBA because the NFL just had way much. It has so much meat this week, Q. No, no, I won't say no homo because it's kind of fucked up. But you, you know what I mean. Like we, we got a lot of shit to talk about when it comes to sports. So me, I'm gonna say what he said mainly because last week Joker Joker ended up taking 90 of the 101 first place votes. And the MVP straw poll. So if that's not an indication that it's going to take something drastic for him to lose or MB is going to literally have to go and win the next, what? How many more games they got? Like 13, 14? They, they need to go they 13 have to, now. And, and yeah. you know, that's not going to happen because 
because the schedule is so condensed. Mm-hmm. Like, look, so like yesterday, there was 11 games. There was yep. 11 games on the schedule yesterday. Today, yep. only four. There is no more day. There's only two more days. Two more days this season, this regular season, where you're going to have a four-game slate. Yep. And I right think, now, when I, we, and I think this is um, the last four. I think this is the this is the final four game slate that we're going to see this season. All the rest, mm-hmm. like the, the the lowest the lowest slate that the NBA is going to have is maybe five a five or six game slate. But it's yep. going to be eleven. So, it's going to be nine, ten, eleven games every night. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this. I don't know. Like, I need everybody. First and foremost, you need to follow Q because he is the DFS guy. I think he needs to change his name on here to DSF. Uh, what is it, DFS guy? Because he makes the plays. I be looking at his spreads of what he does when it comes to like the earnings. I'm like, how the fuck? What on short slates though? Short slates, long slates, eleven games, five, whatever the fuck you want to call it. He somehow makes money. I'm like, well, and it's not like. But Q, the thing is, when you make money, Q, when I see your slates, I'm like, yo, these aren't just double ups. These aren't triple ups. These are not 50-50s. These are you actually going in and winning in contests. In tournaments, yeah. So there's a you mm-hmm. know, there's a difference. It, it, we can I can briefly touch on it on GFS Go for, it. for a second. Like so there's a difference. When I first like really started playing, I didn't understand the difference between a GPP and a tournament. Like, you know, so so those of you who don't play or doesn't or don't play often on FanDuel or DraftKings, um, your tournaments are you, your large, you know, those are the those are the, um, the 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 leagues that have the biggest payouts. Um, you know, they have the biggest payouts. So like if you go on if you go on FanDuel right now, like for the NBA, for the NBA, there is a, mm-hmm. a tournament that has a $300,000 $300, prize pool. Yep. So those, so like you gotta be, you gotta in order to hit your lineup has to be different than everyone else's because everyone's playing, because everyone is more than likely going to play the chalk. But if you, mm-hmm. you know, if you get, if you roster someone like tonight, thinking, I'm thinking, like tonight, I'm thinking about the the Phoenix um, Sacramento game. That's gonna, you know, that's gonna be a, that's gonna probably end up in a blowout. So, yep. so in that instance, I'm not taking, I'm not Ross, you know, I'm not rostering Chris Paul because he's not gonna play the whole game. If he does, he'll play great. He'll get his, he'll get his minutes, he'll get his numbers early. But he's gonna sit the fourth quarter, just like last night. Steph Curry had fifty, had 40, 44 points. He didn't play the entire fourth quarter. Why? Because Golden State was up by 43 at the end of the third. Mm. If you had if you had uh, uh, Steph Curry in your lineup, you got nothing from him after, after the third quarter. You did. He did hit 60. But that's it. Like, just think about it, that was a tight game. That 60-point night could have mm-hmm. been an 80-90 fan duel point night for him. But if you so like tonight, like tonight, I didn't roster Chris Paul. I wanted to so bad because they're playing no defense 
No defense, Sacramento. I roster <clears throat> Cameron Payne instead because if it turns into a blowout, he's going to get that. He's going to get the majority of the run in the second half if it turns into a blowout. Mm. And not a lot of people, not a lot of people are going to have um, a Cameron Payne or thinking about L.A., uh, uh, Alex Caruso. No one's going to have them. And they're going to be low owned. So you have them in their lineup and they and they over and they overplay their value, their salary. That's a plus because because your lineup is now more unique than having a chalk in your lineup. <clears throat> now, you. I, I think you you resonated with some people, though. You got some voicemail. You got to play these before you get into the next thing, because I feel like. Whoever left these voicemails, they heard you talking about DFS. So I need you to go ahead and hit that button first. Okay. I don't know. Booker versus Fox. That's tough. I don't know about a blowout. Oh, see? See? No, no. Go ahead. Actually, in the industry, Booker Booker was a great play. Actually, let me go and look at his – let me see his ownership right now. Um, oh, I'm doing really good tonight. I'm up to almost fifty dollars so far. All right. Um, mm. So I am. Let me go into the. Let's see. Did I play? Uh, let me just. Let me see. Let me go into my five dollar contest, and I'm gonna see what his. No, that's not good. Hold on one second. This is better. Okay. So, um, let's see. Devin Booker. So. Now I'm looking at one of my big tournaments that I'm in, and his owner and Booker's ownership is twenty twenty six point one percent. So that would that actually qualifies him as chalk. And right now he has nineteen point seven Fanduel points, and it, the game that game's at halftime, and it's not a close game. Phoenix is up by two, but you don't know because that Golden State game last night. At the half, it was it was a twelve point spread, and then Golden State went went two K. <laughs> Golden State went two K, and so did Curry. Um, I wanted to rock like Booker was the play because going against because uh, Sacramento gives up is literally they're the worst team against shooting guards in on Fanduel in DFS. They give up the most points to shooting guards. And then also, you got to think about last night. They played the Wizards. Bill had 48 FanDuel points. And Brody had 63 because he had that triple-double. The Kings are, like, if you're a shooting guard and you're playing the Kings, you, you are salivating because that's going to be a damn good night because Sacramento plays no defense. None. None. Like Halliburton, Halliburton is, a, is going to be a is going to be a great player, but he needs to learn how to play defense. De'Aaron Fox, mm-hmm. excellent, excellent offensively. He is a he he sucks playing defense. <clears throat> so yeah, that's that Phoenix Sacramento game. That's where a lot of the chalk is coming from. Like a lot of people rostered, a lot of people rostered Chris Paul, and they may be a good play right now because the game is close, but. You got to look at the third quarter. The third quarter is gonna is gonna be the key because Phoenix yeah. can come out. Booker can hit 
four threes in a row, and it can't, and and, and, and and then at that point the game's over. It's you in blowout city at that point. Yeah. Well, he answered you, so go ahead and hit that not once but twice. All right, here we go. I always roster Paul Booker and Aiden, no matter what. Now, um, how, how about this? I need okay. I need you in case closed one day this week because what tomorrow? How many slates? Uh, how many games on the slate tomorrow? Six? T- no, no. Tomorrow's a heavy slate. Uh, mm-hmm. let me let me see. Let me see. Hold on one second. Full roster. So there's a game at three. Um. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10 games in the main slate tomorrow with mm. 11 games total because Indiana, Indiana, Utah playing um, a matinee. Okay. So how about this for tomorrow's game with, I'll, I'll even join in. So you, me and case closed. Do you want to do an after hour or do you want to do full slate? Um, it really doesn't matter. Yes, Justin Turner. Yes. Let, let's do that. I, I feel like we need to start up a, a FanDuel like, league. Like, just an honest one. We can either do free ones for people who want to do free, or we can do just a, you know, a paid one just to see, you know, winner take all. You know what? You won tonight. You won everybody money. We'll start low. I think. I like the free. Let, let's start out with the free. Let's start out with the free. Yeah, let's start out with so, the free. We'll start out um, free tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Start out. We will definitely do so, that. So um, let's do ten people, and we mm-hmm. can, we'll, we'll, we will we um, will excuse me. We will um, tweet the the link. Whoever wants to join, if you want to join in, just look for um, that tweet tomorrow from either uh, my account at, at QBZ nineteen zero six or uh, or from Greg's, which is at Al Shot Tongue. Exactly. So, with, with that being said, we got one more voicemail. We're going to get to the NBA really quick, and then we're going to bounce back to the NFL because we got a lot of shit there. So, let's okay. get to it. Okay. What should we be playing on? Uh, DraftKings or uh, FanDuel? You heard case closed. He, he, he's with the shits. So, let's I, go. I'm, so, I'm I'm primarily on, 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 on FanDuel. Um, I do have an I do have an account on DraftKings. I don't play DraftKings that much, but I am going to start to um, a little bit more um, because I think DraftKings has better payouts. Yeah, DraftKings recently has been better with payouts because, like during the pandemic and stuff like that, everything all like stock wise had actually kind of dropped when it came to FanDuel. Even I want to say, they, aren't they kind of like still owned by the same subsidiary? Like, I think FanDuel either purchased um, DraftKings either way. But no, let me let me let me. So, so while we while we're still on the subject of of DFS, mm-hmm. did you hear the news today? What's that with the NFL? Don't they say anything dra- bad. No, no, it's good. It's very good because like payouts for 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 uh, for the for the season are going to get even better. They are now DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo um, Sports are now the official sports betting partners of the NFL. You know how huge that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. FanDuel is going on the home screen come August 25th. 
of this year. Now, um, if we can only just get our like our friends to stop doing like the season long fantasy football and just get into Fanduel, it's so much. It's better. I don't know why people like. I hate now doing the Yahoo leagues because it's like, oh, we we don't have IR spots, and then people end up getting benched. Like the one o'clock games, people getting called out at fucking twelve forty, and at that point you got to scramble. I don't want to deal with all that. I just want to know, hey, that person that's questionable, they are out. They are out. So maybe we can get, you know, the Sports on Stereo crew to decide that they want to come in and join us for a, a, a little bit of, you know, Greg and Q taking y'all money in DFS. I'm with that. And then also, and then also, like, like this season, especially this season in the, in the NBA, like I said, the, the, the condensed schedule, the 72 game schedule, the condensed schedule, my God. Like there was last week, um, Golden State pulled a fast one on all of us because um, it, it, you know, it had been announced, you know, um, that Draymond was going to start, and then right after, right after lock, they come out and say, "Oh, Draymond's not starting," and then mm-hmm. five seconds later. Draymond's out. We couldn't pivot. They, 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 we couldn't pivot because his he was play, like the Warriors was playing at seven. Yeah. So so yeah, Linus was screwed. Thank you, Warriors. Yeah. But you know what's so funny is like a couple years ago that was Pop. So Pop would go and with the Spurs. This is when uh, Kawhi was still with them, and this is I think. The year that, like, the year right before he got traded, where he would he would play one game and then miss like six. He'd be like, "What the fuck?" Like, he's playing, but then he's only playing for three quarters. Like, come on! And then the three quarters, he only played for maybe like six minutes each quarter. And one day, Q, I lied to you not. I'm in this line. I still have it saved in like my little like DraftKings. This one I'm still playing like major DraftKings. I was like, "Oh, I got my lineups ready," and I had Kawhi in four of the nine lineups that I was doing. So the one that was in the money queue, Kawhi was in it, but Pop ended up calling late at fucking 658 and the game was supposed to start at seven. Says he's out. All of our lineups, Q, everybody on our on our little like network, and you know the network, I'm not putting that out here, but mm-hmm. our network, we went from we were like, you know. Even if he would have scored, if Kawhi would have ended up having at least on DraftKings fifteen points, fifteen points, Q. It was a, it, it would have been a takedown. We would it would have been a takedown. I yeah, we've had like Yo, that that night with Draymond, the fucking Draymond Green. <laughs> it's like yo, like am I bugging here? Like. But then again, that that is just DFS for you, and it's the beauty of it. Actually, makes you want to come back the next day and play more. It, it, um, it does, it does. Because like, like okay, so last week, last weekend, Jesus, let me stop using the Lord's name. Today. My goodness, <laughs> I lost every day. Oh no! Like there was, they they were L's, and I I call them Krispy Kremes. And every time, like when I like I go in our Discord, I'm like, 
Oh yeah, I'm having a Krispy Kreme night. They know that. Oh yeah, you're taking a bunch of L's. That's how it was last weekend. Every <clears throat> it's like four days straight where we bombed <laughs> like Krispy Kreme like crazy. This week has been so much better. And like I said, let me go check mine right now. I'm winning. Like I'm. I've broke even so far. I'm breaking even so far, and all but like three of my lineups are within the ones that are not cashing right now. They're like two to two to five points away from 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 cashing. So this is like this is going to be a good night. Mm, and I knew I it was like that. I knew, I knew it was going to be a good night in the NBA because I always do well with short slates. Mm-hmm. Always, like two Sundays ago, I won one hundred and forty-five dollars, and it was because mm-hmm. it was a it was a short slate. It was another four-game slate. Now let's see what our boy Nick got to say. So go ahead, Nick. I, I know you got something to say, bro. So go ahead, hit that button. <laughs> Here we go. It'd be a lot of questionable players. You don't know if they're getting in or not till the motherfucking game start, and you'd be like, "Damn, I should have picked so and so." So sometimes that shit iffy, man. Yeah. No, I agree. That's why um, if you are a heavy player on uh, a GFS player, like you're playing, right, you know, the biggest right now is um, MLB and NBA, follow Fantasy Labs. Put fan- Follow the NBA Fantasy Labs feed on Twitter. Follow the, the, it, it, the MLB Fantasy, Fantasy Labs. I get yeah. so many notifi- I get so many notifications at, uh, every day from them. It's like God, but it helps. <laughs> it yeah. helps. It helps, especially if you're like if you you're doing your research and you really want to roster a player, and then it comes out oh, um, questionable, doubtful. Oh yeah, ruled out. Then you know it gives you time. Like, but sometimes, or even if you're in it. If you're in a game and a player gets injured, player gets injured, and it's like, okay, let's let's do another Steve at it. All right, eh, maybe my lineup, maybe it'll cash. Maybe he'll with maybe he'll return, or it's like, all right, well, that lineup screwed for the night. Yep. But yep. definitely, definitely, if you if you're if you play DFS. Um, follow the Fantasy Labs feeds for the NBA and MLB. Um, I have them on notify. Like I have their notification. I have those two notifications on because I need to know. Like if I'm like, oh, okay, like today. No, we didn't know that. We didn't know all day um, if Giannis was going to play or not. Yeah, we got the tweet. He's in. Okay. A lot of us didn't play him because we didn't know what he was going to, what, what ultimately he was going to produce, if he was going to be on a minutes restriction. Um, but a lot of people in the in, in the, a lot of people in the industry did, and he had turned out to be chalk. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, let's move on because you know we we've done DFS for a minute. We appreciate everybody listening into the Young Black and Baller or the YBAB Sports Desk. We absolutely enjoy the fact that y'all are here with us and fucking with us. But we have so much more. Like, Think about it. We have not been here, Q, for weeks. 
And we've already been talking for an hour and 30 minutes and barely have gotten into the NBA. Barely. We haven't talked about Kyrie yet. And that's next. But it's not right now. The next article I want to talk about is the fact that Michael Jordan has announced that he will induct Kobe Bryant into the Basketball Hall of Fame for 2020. That, it just makes me happy, man. It does. It does. It, it really does. Um, no one better, no one else could have been chosen. Honestly, no one else could have been chosen unless, unless, mm-hmm. it, was Jerry, unless it was Jerry West. Because Jerry West, Bingo. you know, uh, if you if you didn't watch that documentary on the '96 draft on NBA TV on Sunday, go watch it. Go watch it. Mm-hmm. Like you just just that think about is. just think about all the great players that was in that draft: Allen Iverson, Steve Nash, uh, Marcus Camby, Kobe. Oh my goodness! Uh, uh, who else was in that draft? Uh, Antoine Walker, mm-hmm. Ch- Chauncey Billups. Oh, not Chauncey Billups. I'm sorry, Stephon Marbury. Um, who else? Good. Oh my god! You know, they'll, um, they'll, let me let me go through the draft. Let, let me let me go through this right now. We we have to since we're here. Allen Iverson, Marcus Camby, Sharif Abdul Rahim, Stephon Marbury, Ray Allen, Antoine Walker, Kerry Kittles. And these are names I know. Kobe, Steve mm-hmm. Nash, Jermaine mm-hmm. O'Neal, mm-hmm. um, uh, I think that I can I can never pronounce his name, but he he mattered. Dante Jones mattered. Um, a, a lot of the other ones like Kerry Kittles didn't really matter. He didn't end up like panning out the way he was supposed to. We had um, I'm trying to think of other names that are on here. I, I can't recognize a lot, but that's a hep- Ben Davis. Yes, I remember Ben Davis. Ben um, Wallace, even though he was undrafted. Mm-hmm. Pedro Stoyakovich. Get yep. the fuck out. What? Yep. Pedro what? Yep. Pedro was in that class. I, I have it right here. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> so, Allen Iverson was number one, of course. Mm-hmm. Sharif went third. Sharif went third overall. Steph yep. was Stephon Marbury was fourth. Ray Allen was fifth, and they were traded for each other. Mm-hmm. Antoine Walker went sixth. Kobe was thirteenth by the Hornets, and then traded to the then traded to the Lakers for um, for Vladi Divac. Haja Haja was fourteenth. Steve Nash was fifteenth overall. Jermaine O'Neal went seventeenth. Sadrina Zagowskis went twentieth. Marcus Camby was the second overall pick. Lorenzo mm. Wright, Samaki Walker, Eric Dampier, Pot- Vit- Vitaly Potapenko. Tony Delk was in that was in that was in was in that draft, and he was the sixteenth overall pick. Overall, Q. Mm-hmm. Walter McCarty, Roy Rogers, Derek Fisher. Don't forget Derek Fisher. He went he went twenty fourth to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Travis Knight, Othella Harrington, Mark Henderson, even though he, Ryan Miner, even though Ryan Miner went and played baseball. Like he was, yep. Ryan, like fun fact on Ryan Miner, Ryan Miner replaced Cal Ripken when Cal Ripken ended the streak. He, yep. he, 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 he took, 
Yeah, he replaced him at third base when he started at third base when for the Orioles when when Cal Ripken ended the streak. Moochie Norris was in that draft. He went thirty third over thirty third overall to the Bucks. Jeff McInnes. Oh goodness, Malik Rose. Yo, this, this was a heavy draft, man. Shannon Anderson. Sh- come on, Shannon Anderson at fifty four to the Jazz. Mm-mm-mm. And then again, and, and then I said, never forget. Don't forget Ben Wallace, even though he he undrafted. Let's see who who was notable players. Chucky Atkins was was undrafted that year. Eric Strickland, mm-hmm. Darvin Ham, Darvin Ham was supposed, yeah. Yo, we hold on. I, I ain't trying to go down memory lane. Man. I just want to say this: Michael Jordan is the only person, other than Jerry West, dead or alive, other than Jerry West, that can do it. And I'm, I will forever be grateful at the fact that this is happening. Nobody else would. And I don't honestly like. I don't want to say this, but it's the truth. I don't think that he wouldn't have done it if he was alive. I feel like he would have done it dead or alive. That's the only person that would want that. Yeah, that's the only person that would do it. Jerry West, I, I, I pay respects to him, and quite possibly yes. But Michael Jeffrey, if he has the opportunity to say, you know what, that that's the instinct that I like. That that right there, I'm introducing Mamba, and the fact that he's doing it, I will not miss that. I am not missing that speech. I don't want to catch that shit on ESPN where they chop it up and you only get to hear like 30, 45. I need to hear the entire fucking speech. I mean, Kobe modeled his game after after MJ. Mm-hmm. Modeled it. Like, 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 like Cookie Cutter modeled it after him. Fact. It, Michael Jordan is the only person alive other than, Sha- other than Shaq other than Shaq other than Shaq, that could mm-hmm. that would be right to intro, to to give the the induction speech for Kobe Bryant, which is, which is so funny because the following article that they had done after oh this is on Bleacher Report Bleacher Report said that Lamar Odom says that Kobe Bryant he is forever grateful for because he helped him pay his gambling debt after scolding him that is peak Kobe. I can see mm-hmm. Kobe scolding Lamar Odom for even attempting to gamble and then paying the debt. That mm-hmm. right there, man, utmost respect. We need to go ahead, man. We can't even give Kobe his flowers, but I'm going to do it right now. Like, Kobe, thank you. Absolutely fucking thank you. Yo, the fact that people come out and they have nothing but positive and good things to say. Now, was he the most perf- perfect person? Absolutely not. But what they will not say, dead or alive, is Kobe did not do for the people that he wanted to see better in. And Lamar Odom was one of those guys. So the fact that he says this, regardless if it was a year later, a day later, the fact that he says this shit and he owns it, he was like, yo, yeah, he helped me pay the debt, but he talked shit about me as I did it. Yes, that's that's the Kobe I like to remember. So rest in peace, Kobe, man. We sh- <laughs> yeah. Whew. Now, um, uh, you know, I, I don't like to go from like sensitive shit to, you know, this shit, but we have to. Um, the inaugural Kyrie Irving PTO award is going to K, uh, to Kyrie Irving, actually. I was going to say KD, but no, it's going to Kyrie. 
um, for this article. Oh, which is also the name. Oh, go ahead. Honorable mention, Giannis. Ooh, Q, you you gonna do this tonight? You gonna do this tonight on the sports desk? Honorable mention goes to Giannis. All right, all right. So I'll give my points. You give your points. I'm not even going to give a point. I'm going to read the article. Kyrie is not your Negro. As Kyrie Irvin made abundantly clear this weekend, the N-word isn't for everybody. While there are people like myself who can't recall the last time that they didn't deploy as a, they didn't deploy it as a term of endearment, a convenient expression of excitement or confusion, or a final warning before violence ensues. There are also people like our former editor-in-chief, Danielle Belton, who wants no parts of the same word that keeps my teeth white at all. This weekend, Los Angeles Laker guard Dennis Schroeder learned which side of the fence Kyrie Irving falls on when this unfortunate exchange took place, leading to both Schroeder and Irving both being ejected. Here's the clip. No, it is a double technical. Well, they got into it, or Schroeder was upset with what he thought was the referee not calling fouls on Irving in one-on-one situation. And Kyrie Irving is thrown out. Yeah. Irving thrown out. He continued his conversation. It was walking away. Schroeder was happy with it. And now somebody else has been thrown out. And Schroeder looks like he's been thrown out. So. Obviously, you could not see the clip, but you definitely heard it. Both Schroeder and Kyrie Irvin were not only ejected from the game, Kyrie Irvin made it crystal clear that he does not want to be called the N-word to the point where he went on Twitter. After this whole thing happens, apparently what they said was he called him, he said, hey, wait, are you, you know, actually, let me just play the clip again because here we are. So, in the clip that I just watched, you obviously can't see it. What happens, Q, is Kyrie Irving gets into Dennis Schroeder's face, right? Mm-hmm. And Dennis is backing up, and he says, God damn, nigga, like, back the fuck up. Your breath is rocking. That's what he said. <laughs> That's, I'm sorry. Yo, That's fucking funny that. to me. That is funny. <laughs> and it's, it's, here's the thing. I, I loathe Dennis Schroeder. I think he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he's... He's in the he's in the Draymond Green asshole category. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To to the point where after they get ejected, Q, Kyrie Irving tweets this: "The N word is a derogatory racial slur. It will never be a term of endearment. Reclaimed, flipped. Never forget its foul and true history. Throw that N word out the window. Right alongside all of these other racist words used to describe my people." We are not slaves or ends. Now, a lot of people took what Kyrie said and said, you know what? That's true. And the reason why they said this was true is because Dennis, uh, Dennis Schroeder is not, I don't want to say he's not black, but when I say a foundational black American, meaning like he was not born here or raised here, or like his lineage does not back here, if you want to call it that. And people took offense to it. They were like, yo, like Kyrie has, you know, he has some merit. You you can't just be calling people the N-words. And I was like, yo, y'all are sensitive as fuck at this point. Because anybody that I know that hoops 
or plays ball knows that the N-word is thrown around more than the whistle is. Yeah. It's a fact. Yo, you could be saying nigga to the white dude who was hooping. Yo, do you know how many times white chocolate was probably, this nigga's name is white chocolate now and I think about it. White chocolate, he was probably called an N-word. He was probably called this. Didn't Jeremy Lin, we talked about him a month and a half ago, Q, on this show. Mm-hmm. When he was saying people were, you know, actually calling him, you know, because of the whole situation with like everything that's going on in the Asian community right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were going at him. That's a different story. Uh, a black man called another black man the N-word and Kyrie, Q, Kyrie Irvin, of all people. Got back in his face and then went on Twitter says, this is not an term of endearment. It's not reclaimed. It's not flipped. Blah, blah, blah. Like a, a lot of the shit. And I get it. There are some people in my family queue and you know them. They refuse mm-hmm. to say the N word. They will not say it. And with all due respect, I understand that. We are not trying. Here's the thing. We're not trying to reclaim the word. We're not trying to make the word a positive. And this is not the episode. This is not the podcast where we're talking about race and all. We're not here for that. What I'm saying is this. Kyrie Irving went and took this and used his feelings for what happened for that game and being ejected and all the things that the two words that were said to him that he did not like and decided to take the day off. (laughs) Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Kyrie fucking Irvin decided again for the fourth time. I'm going to make this this year. You know what? I'm calling in sick. Now, I will give him his respect. Kyrie Irvin, he, he's making a stance. When there's a black man murdered, when there's a black man that has been assaulted, or you know anything that happens in our community that goes wrong, Kyrie, his version of taking a knee is taking a day off, which is cool. Here's the thing. You take the day off on game night. The shit could happen a week ago, and Kyrie be like, "You know what? It's Tuesday. We playing tonight. I'm not. What the fuck? Like, that's not how that works. That's not how that shit works. What now, the fuck now, is going on? Now, no, 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 Q. I gotta get it off. I gotta get it off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you, but this Go nigga ahead. is crazy. I'm. So- what the fuck is wrong with this dummy? Like, Ky- <laughs> Kyrie Irving." I get it. There was a lot of ha- a lot of things happened in our community. A lot, a lot of shit happened. Q. We we, we had you know a, a military vet be assaulted in his car for doing the right thing. We've had you know this this trial that keeps being called the trial for the man who died and not the person who actually did the shit. And I hate it. I don't even want to say the name of the trial because ain't none of us watching it. We got that. Then we got. A white muscular dude trying to punk somebody who lives in that neighborhood. It's just the fact that he's walking while black. We got that shit. But then we got Kyrie Irvin who decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the fucking day off a week later. Because what? I was called the N-word the week that somebody died. Meanwhile, Chris Paul's doing fucking commercials and they're blacking out his shirts that say black colleges. I don't know if you watched the latest State Farm commercial where he has a black hoodie on and you can clearly say, you know, you can see that it says black colleges. And they actually, I don't want to be bleep it out, but they make sure it's as dark as possible so you can't see the fact that it says black colleges. Newsflash, it does. So for Kyrie Irving, I just need to ask him, and I, I don't want to like play this game of like, you know, 
who's blacker than black and shit like that. And I understand he may have converted to being Muslim, which if that's what you want to do, that's fine. And I'm not here to argue that. My issue is this. You get paid, bro. Not only do you get paid to do the shit that you're doing, um, you're already not doing the shit that you're supposed to be doing. And when it comes to the sport, what, what are you doing? You're not taking a knee like cap. You're not going and like, you're, you're not telling us why. And I, I get it. He's like, why do I need to explain myself? Like, I'm just taking a day off. You, you don't have to explain it. But the thing is you're doing it and everybody's looking at you. It's like, yo, bro, what? The, like, you look crazy right now. Kyrie has gotten to the point where it's like, yo, like, I, I get it. Do you know how many times Q, like, I would like to take a day off because you know what? You done killed one of mine. You killed a black, you, you killed somebody. You went out here and you arrested somebody that didn't need to be arrested. There was a man Q, we talked about him, what, two nights ago? He got arrested for taking out the fucking trash. Do you know how I would feel if that shit happens? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a day off. Kyrie does that shit. I, I'm I'm fully convinced Kyrie Irving would be that individual that goes to McDonald's and be like, you know what? I asked for no pickles, no onions. I feel like you're not treating me right. I'm taking a day off. That is fucking <laughs> Kyrie Irving. You'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? Like, yo, like, and he, he doesn't make it easier for himself because he goes and he'll say, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He'll go and say shit like the earth is flat. And he'll say some off the wall shit. And it's like, okay, like, I understand he's all he's for the black and brown community, people of color and us of color. But then he goes and does shit. And you're like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? He actually he might have some marbles missing. His elevator got a 13th floor. I'm not saying he's dumb. I'm not going to say the R word because that's not like this completely disrespectful. But what I'm saying is Kyrie Irving, I need to know why. Now, here's the thing. If Luca walked up on, now mind you, Luca has gotten the most or the second most technical fouls, and he says motherfuckers call him white boy and call him all types of derogatory names every fucking game. If he can take that shit, if Luca can take that shit, and I'm not putting it between white men and black men, I'm not doing that. What I'm saying to you is this. As a black man that's played basketball forever, I had to watch your movie where they, I know they threw the N-word out there a few times. I know they did. But what I'm not going to do, Kyrie Irving, is say this. I'm going to take the day off because one of mine called me a nigga. I absolutely fucking will not do it. I get it. You black, I'm black, we black. But you can, you talking about like, yo, it's not an empowerment. It's not endearment. Nigga, nobody, nobody has said nigga as a term of endearment ever. And even when you do, it's like, yo, this is a slight disrespect within our community when we say it. Like, Yo, have you, Q, have you ever just said some shit? You be, I'll give you an example. You're playing Madden. You're playing Madden. You get an intercept. Somebody intercepts you when you on third and 10 and you lose the game in Madden. What do you say? You're like, nigga, what? That. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving, be the one, he'd be the one on the other side hearing you in the headset and be like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. You said, nigga. What? I'm a nigga. You, what the fuck? What? Kyrie, come on, bro. Kyrie, this is. You come okay. I'm gonna say this. I'm a, I'm actually gonna. I feel really bad that I'm about to say this. Outside outside of James Harden, Q, the Brooklyn Nets, their roster's looking really fucking fragile right now. Emotionally, about a lot of the shit that they do, 
You had Dennis Schroeder, who's already a troll. He called you a nigga because you got in his face. And you take the day. You took PTO because you jumped in somebody else's face. Q, have you ever? <laughs> have, have you ever, in your heart of hearts, Q, have you ever, imagine getting in a fight and you win the fight and be like, you know what? I feel like I lost because I won. That's what Kyrie did. Kyrie be like, you know what? I whooped his ass. But you know what? I don't feel good about it. I'm going to take the day off. Kyrie is that guy. I've never in my fucking life seen somebody do this shit. And this is not to be funny. This is not this is not for jokes for me anymore. I talk about Kyrie like it's nobody's business. If I ever met this person in real life, I would probably say the same shit if we ever met in person. Because I need to ask him the question like, yo, like, why why do you you? Why like have you ever just like thought of some of the shit that Kyrie says and the, the way that he acts? I, I would love to be as pro-black as Kyrie is, but it's like, yo, like, are you being pro-black or you just you just don't want to work? You just don't want to do shit. Kyrie just he that's what it feels like to me, Q. With all like with all respect, it just feels like when Kyrie don't want to do some shit, it, it mm-hmm. just ironically just always falls around some black shit. People like, you know what? I, you know, our people are protesting. So you know what? I'm not gonna play. What the fuck? What? Nigga, I had to go to work today. You trying to tell me you ain't gotta go to work because you know what? Black people ain't black people protesting, so my way of protesting is not doing my job. You get paid for this shit. Millions of dollars, <laughs> millions, and I'm, I'm not tell I'm not telling him to shut up and dribble. I'm, I absolutely refuse to say shut up and dribble. But what I do want to say is this, and I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna let you say what you want to say. Q is this: when it comes to Kyrie Irving, it just seems like there's more actual excuses than explanations. I vividly remember when James Harden came to the team and Kyrie disappeared for a week and a half, did not play. He said, you know what? I'm not going to play. I'm not going to answer the fucking coach. I'm not going to speak to anybody. And then when he came back, nobody questioned him. At that point, Q, we had a two and a half hour episode where I was so confused. I was like, wait, so we just going to let that shit fly. Cool. Okay. I'll let that one go. Q, two weeks later after that, Kyrie says, you know what? I don't feel like playing today. I was like, what, what the fuck? Did you, I remember that? This yeah. is four, Q. This is four games later after he came back. He's like four games after being missing for the last six games. He says, "I'm not playing tonight." Do you have an injury? No, I just don't feel like playing. How the fuck does that oh, work? He had a. I know his excuse was a family issue. A family issue. Yeah, that was a family issue. issue. Yeah, I had a family issue. Again, everything can't be a family. Do you know how many fucking issues my family got? I can't go to my employer and be like, yo, like, again, you know, it's, a, it's another family issue. They have bereavement for that shit. They do. I don't know how the, MP, you know, how the NBA does PTO and shit like that. But what I do know is Kyrie Irving, like, with no disrespect to you, because I don't want you to ever hear this show and think, like, I just don't like you. Now, I will say I don't like some of the shit that you do. I just question, I just question how this works out. Because it just, to me, Q, in my humble opinion, it just feels like, yo, what, what are we doing here? Because every, every black trauma, like, we all go through this shit. Like, is he trying to, t- like, collectively tell us, like, you know what? We should all just walk out today. You know what? Somebody died. Somebody got murdered by the cops. Police brutality. You know, racism. Every time some racism happens, we just supposed to just fucking just drop every fucking thing we're doing and say, you know what? Not today. Not today. No, 
I, I'm not going to do what the fuck I'm obligated to do or the things that I want to do because he said all he wants to do is play ball. I remember Kyrie saying all he wants to do is play ball. And now he only want to do that. What is going on? I, I just I want to understand because this is not the first time Q and this is also not the fifth time Kyrie has gotten to the point where it's like yo nobody can tell him shit he talks shit about LeBron and then motherfucker ain't played with him in two years yeah he, he, go, he goes to a team and when he plays he does show up he plays really good I appreciate that but here's the thing how many times, like, say, for example, you're in school, you might have 15, 20 tests out of the year. If you fail 16 of those tests, but you get a fucking 95% on two of them, that does not mean you passed the fucking class. It just means you got two good ass grades. That's how I That's feel true. about Kyrie playing. I'm like, yo, like, Kyrie, you just randomly decide you don't want to fucking play. But now, all of a sudden, when, when you're ready, that, that's not how this shit works. Do you know how many games Ron would like to take off for police brutality and racism? And, you know, he can't kneel. Vote, he can't do that su- shit. Voter suppression. Voter suppression. Shit like that. Yo, Kyrie, you, you, bro, you, I don't, he's actually like, his legacy is going to, in five or 10 years, I'm going to tell you this. People are like, yo, he was an activist, but nobody knows when he was active. You know, what was the activism for Kyrie? What was it? We don't no hints and that's what fucks me up the most because i be sitting I'm like yo like what is your stance is your stance like yo i just don't want black people being killed none of us do but none of us are going to talk you know what they fuck i have something cute that i know you and me alike have you ever have you ever just like not called <clears throat> okay guys uh we're having a little bit of technical difficulty yeah there he is uh, yo this motherfucker showed up on day seven like you know like it was fucking easter sunday like what Kyrie, <laughs> welcome you're here you're here you're back and then he'll nice say nice. See you. he was like yeah i, I just want I, I just want to play okay but here's the thing you could have played the last five games is he on break again I just, I just don't get it. Like, if because get to the point, Q. In in my humble opinion, if we ever get to the point where the NBA makes a rule where you can't trash talk, or you know, you might get fined because you say the N word to another black person or something like that, I get it. White people can't say it. No, you the fucking can't. You can't. But if Kyrie makes it to the point where he's so offended by that word that the NBA takes notice and it's off the back of him, he's gonna feel like a fucking fool. He's going to feel like a fucking... Yo, can you imagine you, a black man, out of all... Like, Jeremy Lin, two months ago. Luca, two weeks ago. How many other white athletes or non-foundational black Americans or black people that are in the league have said, hey, white boy, shut up. Like, yo, we, we call the dude white chocolate, and he's nothing but white. You're trying to tell me Kyrie might be the reason why the NBA potentially might find people and suspend them for saying the n-word because Kyrie Kyrie <laughs> yeah 
I know I went on a tangent. I don't apologize for the shit because I'm honestly, I'm trying to figure out Kyrie Irving. I've gotten to the point where it's like, yo, like enough is enough with this dude. Like when he retires, I won't miss him. Because he's, he's gotten to the point where it's like, yo, I don't even want to sound like the, the, the Republican, like the white people, the racist who are like, yo, shut up and dribble. I don't want to be that person. But at this point, when it comes to Kyrie, sometimes I just be like, yo, like, Kyrie, did you need to do that, though? Did, did you need to take off work? So you're trying to tell me every person, and we understand the trauma with, like, Black Lives Matter and everything like that. If somebody passed away, like, yo, we don't want that to happen. But what we're not going to do is not try to press on. Kyrie be like, you know what? Everything must stop. I just don't want to play. So my question to Kyrie, and I need him to answer this, is do you actually want to be an activist or do you want to be active at your job? Mm. Because you know what happened with Cap? He said, I have one of two options. He chose the option of being what you want to be, Kyrie. Are you going to take that stance like he took that kneel? Or you gonna keep taking fucking two or three days off and then going and still collecting that check when you get the opportunity? That's not what the fuck we here for. That's what I, you know, that's not what I'm here for. I still go to work. Everybody else go to work. You go to work. But you taking fucking four or five days off and then coming back like shit's good. You play two or three good games and then something bad happens and you decide you want to sit in the corner for a couple of days. Now, if something is off with him, like you know, if there's like some un, you know instability or something like that, then I apologize in advance. But what I'm not going to do is have another fucking couple years, couple seasons where Kyrie just says, you know, I'm gonna take the day. Yo, I don't, I don't know if that's in this contract. I don't know how the NBA contracts work, but you know, if it's not injuries or if it's not like you know, he's missing press conferences and shit. Like yo, these are your legal, but like you signed a contract to do this. And you yeah. failing to do it. People talking about he's not making press conferences. He just shuts down. Kyrie, I, I just, I need you to fix you. When I say fix you, fix you so we can understand. Or like at least like help us to understand. That way we don't have to have episodes every fucking three weeks. When we're trying to figure out like, again? Bro, you took off two weeks after you got what you wanted, which is help, how the fuck does that happen? I'm, I have never, yo, imagine Q, somebody says, you know what, Q, I know you've been working hard at work and we, we want you to get the help that you deserve. You keep asking us for help, we're going to give you help. We're going to get somebody who's honestly going to take over 70% of the stuff that you do already so you don't have to do that anymore. You can focus on the things that you have to get done. And you know what you do? You take all your PTO days. Like, what the fuck? What? How? <laughs> what? what? How the fuck? Yo, th- th- that is the equivalent of knowing you're about to quit and taking all your PTO days right before you resign. That is Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving be like, you know what? I'm going to take all my PTO in January. He, he is that guy. You be like, you know what? I got 23 PTO days. How many days are left in the month? There's 31 days in January. I'm going to just take 19 of them. Like, but that means for the rest of the year, you only got five. I'll find something. I'll find a reason. That That is Kyrie Irving. Because that's what he did in January when Harden came in. He was like, you know what? I'm going to just take two weeks off. Why? I don't know. But hey, James Harden can take over. But again, he did it in Cleveland. He did it in Boston. He's doing it in Brooklyn. When his legacy goes down at the end of the day, people are going to think of Kyrie 
not for his activism. It's for all the tangible, like all the tangible and intangible shit that has happened as a result of it. Nobody's gonna say, you know what? He was an activist because we don't know where he stands. Nobody's gonna say, you know what? You know he's, you know he, he stands with us. He he made a stance. He just they were like, no, he just took a couple of days off because he, he didn't want to deal with shit. Somebody got murdered. He's like, no, no, I'm just taking a couple of days off. That's not activism. Sorry. He'll be better off having me watch Uncle Drew every week for a year. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm going to leave that there, man. But Kyrie Irving, you are definitely getting, you are definitely fucking getting the Kyrie, the Kyrie Irving PTO award. <clears throat> Moving right along, Q. The Adam Gaze, Why Are You Still Here award is going to fucking Brett Farr. Brett Farr is getting the Why Are You Still Here award because he is tired of politics invading sports, saying that fans don't want to hear about it during games. Sir, you are the same motherfucker who said last year you didn't understand why the athletes were kneeling. Do you not remember this? Uh, uh, Q. Yeah. The news of the week is uh, that the Major League Baseball has uh, pulled the All-Star game out of uh, Georgia and put it in uh, to Colorado. I, you know, Brett, you've been out of the game, I think it's 10 years since you retired. Right. And are, are you surprised to see sports in general becoming this political? Yeah, and I think uh, both sides, uh, for the most part, want to see it just remain about not about politics. Um, at least that's my I know when I turn on a, a game, I want to watch the game. I want to watch players play and teams win and lose uh, behind. I want to watch all the you know, the important parts of the game, not what's going on outside of the game. And I, I think feels the same way. You know, you were always known as a big locker room guy, a leader of men type. You played, look, so many of the great American athletes are are black guys. You played with some of the greats, Reggie White and Antonio Friedman and all this. When you were in the locker room, was was there the kind of tension there now seems to be? I mean, a lot of the politics... As American politics always does, it revolves around race. Did you see that in the locker room when you were playing? Absolutely not. In fact, that was sort of the um, our protected space, if you will, um, where where we could kind of let our guard down. Um, we were we were in something together. Okay, I'm gonna leave this there. Now, clearly, I've had a drink, but I don't care. I'm gonna say this. This is coming from the same person who discussed keeping sports separate from politics with fucking Trump. Yeah. Last year. Last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not actually not even fucking last year, October. It hasn't even been a year. You don't want politics in sports, Brett Farr, but you want people to stop kneeling during the games. I remember this, Wrangler guy. I remember this. I remember these. Oh, there are articles. The internet does not forget. 
I remember the column from the LA Times saying if Brett Favre wants to help black athletes, he shouldn't promote Trump's agenda. Sir, you are come on. Like at some point we got to start being fucking realistic here, man. Like it, it, you're you're really fucking playing in my face and I don't like the shit. So, last year, October 24th, Brett Favre said the NBA and the NFL are struggling with ratings as fans clearly do not want political messages mixed with their sports. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So how should the league su- support and promote an anti-racism position without becoming political and alienating fans? Ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this. There's always going to be politics in your sport when there's a fucking national anthem and you don't understand the background that comes behind that. And when those players yeah. kneel because of what the fuck the national anthem says and the meaning behind <laughs> that shit and you don't understand them. That is exactly why they fucking kneel. So when you go on America this week and say why you side with Donald Trump, who honestly could give a fuck less about you, your Wrangler jeans, the fact that you're throwing a football in the backyard with Jerry Rice of all fucking <coughs> Yo, how the fuck do you do a million dollar commercial for Wrangler with Jerry Rice and then come out in the same fucking instance and say, yo, I don't know. I don't understand why they're kneeling. Have you asked? Have you asked? Have you sat down, shut up, and fucking listened? No, you have not. I think that's the thing. I remember. Oh, go ahead. I think that, you know, that can be translated into all areas of of, of American politics right now. The politician, you know, and, and all, don't listen. Well, they listen, but only to their constituency, mainly, if I'm talking Republicans, their corporate donors, and, and, and all of that. No, they don't listen. Like, Mm-mm. they don't at all. Like, look at, you know, this whole big thing about Black Lives, Black, black lives Matter. Oh, you know, they're... It's, you know, inciting violence. No, we're not. We're trying to stop getting killed by po- by police officers that mm. are over mili- that are over militarized, over um, you know, all of that, all of that shit. We just want to live. We just want to live. Mm. Want to live. We want to be. We want to be on equal footing, pay wise. We want to. We want to live. We don't want to get shot and killed because we're because we were driving what because. Because we were driving while black, walking while black, um, walking, taking out the trash and being black, and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah. This man once, Brett Favre, of all people, him, this guy that we're talking about currently, he said that athletes kneeling during the game was a shame. I remember that. I remember him saying that Kaepernick was shameful for taking a knee. And then he even wondered why. Standing, here's the word. This is when you know something's fucked up. He said, I wonder why standing patri- uh, patriotically isn't a piece of the fabric of the great unifier that he believes that America can be. This, this is why. This is why. The reason why we can't stand is because motherfuckers like you and your friends kneel on our necks 
With that being said, I'm going to move the fuck on because Brett Favre, you, sir, can go to hell in the worst way. I, I've never been more disappointed in a human since honestly fucking January. Since what? Well, no, November 11th. When that motherfucker, him, I ain't even going to mention his name on the sports desk, but you know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about. The former guy? Th- that motherfucker, him. Yes, sir. Yes, fucking sir. But we're going to move right along because this is not a political show. This is all about the sports desk. You were listening to YBB Sports Desk. This is actually a very special episode, ladies and gentlemen. You got two hours of us for free, and we still got more. So moving right along, Q, moving right along, the Washington football team, Q, is willing to trade into the top 10 for the right quarterback. I'm all for it. Let's do it. I I am completely with the shits. Let's go. I am all for Ron Rivera. You heard, you heard me. Yeah. You heard me earlier in the show. If he was listening earlier in the show, I, I, it's not even a hot take. Not a hot take. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have a career, career. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to repeat it again. He, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fix Magic, is going to have a career year in DC next next season. Mm-hmm. Fact now. Before we get into this queue, we got so many voicemails, and I appreciate everybody leaving these voicemails. Q, let's get these voicemails out of the way before we get into this NFL news, and we're gonna hurry up and get about it here because it's right. getting late and my liquor's getting low. So let's go. What about Vince Carter? Wasn't Vince Carter in that draft lineup too? I don't know. I'm just asking. I hear you, bro. What else we got? That still blows my mind. Kobe, five champ Kobe with 13. 12 teams passed up on one of the greatest mother... Man, that pissed me off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here, here's, the, here's the thing on that. Here's the thing on that. It's not... You know, KG... KG started the trend of high school play... Uh, Mar- the modern trend of high school players going pro. Um, we all know that I think it was Moses 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 Malone or someone else before where you know didn't didn't go to college and went straight into the NBA, but it wasn't the norm. KG made it the norm, and a lot of teams didn't trust what they were seeing in Kobe, except for Jerry West. Jerry West knew that mm-hmm. that that young man at the time was going to be. Great. So you know, at that at that point in time in ninety in ninety six, yeah, a lot of teams were apprehensive about take about wanting to draft Kobe, but not yep, but not Jerry West. Jerry West knew. Mm. I mean, he's he's the logo for a reason. Yep. Talk that shit. What else we got? I mean, down to the T. It came to the point where he mo- he copied and modeled his shit so much he became a better shooter at the same spots Jordan was okay in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a fact. That is nothing but fact. For anybody who's just catching up, you can scroll back forty three minutes actually because we went on a tangent. Me rather when we were talking about Kobe and his Hall of Fame shit, and the fact that Jordan is actually going to be introdu- you know introducing him into the Hall of Fame. That is what we're talking about right now in these current voicemails. But we're catching back up. Next voicemail. 
what happened with Kyrie Irving, bro? What, what, what the fuck is up with Kyrie, man? That's my nigga, man. What the fuck's going on, man? This night shift got a nigga not paying attention to nothing. Oh, I ain't going over that tangent again, bro. I, I can't do it. I, I gave you 28 minutes. I counted. 28 minutes of absolute flame on on that guy. Kyrie might be somebody's guy. And I think he's a phenomenal fucking player. But it's just the way he goes about shit, man. I'm, I'm just not really a fan of it. Like, that, that's not stand-up guy shit. It, it, to me, it's not. But mm-hmm. next voicemail. What the fuck does that mean? Farvey? You don't care about what's happening outside, nigga. So if some shit was happening to your family or some shit was happening close to your family, nigga, you wouldn't care? Bullshit. Yep. Yo. Every time, though, every... When it comes to far, man, it just seems like he's that guy that's like, you You could be known for your stats, but the thing is, like, your legacy don't mean shit no more. I've, I've never... Maybe Do you feel like the reason why Brett Favre stayed, like, out of all the quarterbacks that are in the Hall of Fame, all the good quarterbacks, we don't hear from, like, the Joe Montana and, like, that quality of quarterback. The only reason we hear from Brett Favre as much as we hear from Brett Favre is because he knows for a fact that Aaron Rodgers is better than him. That, that's how I person like, that's how I feel. Not everybody's going to agree with me, and I'm not asking you to. All I'm saying is, he's been a whole, been a whole lot more vocal since people have started to say that, you know what? Aaron Rodgers might be one of the best quarterbacks that's come out of the Green Bay Packers. And Brett Farr don't like that shit. He's becoming like the Charles Barkley of like just commentary <laughs> for shit that don't need commentary. It's like, yo, Brett Farr, how the fuck? What? Yo, we were just asking you about the playoffs and you're talking about politics. How? How the fuck did we get here? I know sometimes when they go and interview him, like, yo, like, Brett, what we're not trying to do is talk politics. And he'd be like, you know what? But I have to because that's what I'm here for. Actually, it's not. We just need you to give us commentary on the Green Bay Packers game and how you feel about Aaron Rodgers. Wait, Aaron Rodgers? You're talking about the guy that was my backup? He like That's how Aaron Rodgers, like, I'm sorry, not Aaron Rodgers. That's how Brett Favre comes off to me. Brett Favre comes off as a guy who was like, I was a great and I would have been considered Hall of Fame and a a legend, but my legacy is fucked up by the shit that I've done. Like Ray Lewis, first ballot Hall of Famer, absolute like great guy to some people. But real niggas didn't forget what the fuck Ray Lewis has done. Mm-hmm. Like he can be y'all fave, but to us, to the large majority who know who the fuck Ray Lewis is, we like nah. <laughs> okay, yeah, Hall of Fame, great. We know. Yes, he had an outstanding career, but you could be a piece of shit person. That is Brett Farr, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Next voicemail. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, glad to see you all on here. Let me, uh, first of all, thank you guys very much for having a sports talk on stereo. There's not enough sports talks going on on here. Um, don't get me wrong, dude. Like, I'm a big fan of topics like baby mama drama and Trump versus Biden and what's your favorite mm-hmm. sex position or what's your sign. But, uh, I'm a, more of a fan of sports. So thank you so much for having that talk on here. Um, that being said, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, and let me address your, uh, let me, let me address your, uh, your, uh, your topic. Kyrie ain't your Negro. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, 
you guys sound like Kyrie fans. And by the way, I respect the hell out of Kyrie for him to say, hey, James Harden, come here and play point guard. I don't want to. It's the right decision. It's the right move because Kyrie is balling. But uh, can you all elaborate on your topic? God bless you guys. You heard me? Yeah, absolutely, man. So to, to elaborate, no, we're not. At least me. I can't speak for Q. I don't want to say I'm not a Kyrie fan. I am a a fan of people who do their job and excel at it. Does he excel at his job when he's doing it? Absolutely. But Kyrie is like, he's blurring the lines between, I don't want to say being the athlete and being an activist, but it just seems like, like if you want to do activism, do activism. Kyrie doesn't know what he wants to do. I don't think Kyrie, his heart is not in basketball. He's just really fucking good at it. That doesn't like, have you ever like seen somebody who can like, I'm I'm trying not to be disrespectful, Q, but have you ever seen somebody like you just walking down the street and uh, like, I don't want to say a homeless person, but somebody who is just like, they're, they're not well off right now. Like, you know, they're out of a job or something like that, but they have a skill that nobody else can do that shit. That's Kyrie for me. Like, oh, nobody does what Kyrie does. Now, somebody was like, oh, you mean dribbling? No, the shit that I can't even explain what Kyrie does on a court. That shit is but the moment he opens his mouth, I'm like, this is what the fuck I'm talking about. Right? We didn't need that. Nobody needed that. There are, ath- there are other people that are in your field that are better, I don't want to say spokesmen, but better people to actually get that point across. Kyrie is one of those people that's like, yo, like, you actually weren't needed for that. And you can, you can, have, your, you can have your take, you can have your piece. But the thing is, every single time Kyrie opens his mouth, like whenever he opens his mouth, Q, there's always a fart. It, it, it's just like it just it's noise that comes out. That's why he's gotten to the point where he doesn't even say anything. He just does it now because he know he knows if he actually speaks on the reasons why he does the shit, people are gonna be like, "Yo, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life." That is fucking stupid. Imagine asking Kyrie and getting the answer to, "Yo." Why did you take off two weeks when you were about to get one of the best teammates to get in the entire fucking league? And you know, his answer would probably be like, yeah, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know what? We all need a break one day because, you know what? I just need to make room. He's a real point guard in the team. I'm like, how the fuck do you know he's the real point guard in the team and, he, and you didn't <laughs> even play with him? What? Make Make it make sense to me, bro. So, like, when, when it comes to activism and stuff like that, like nobody's saying you can't be an activist, but you can't use activism as a reason for you not wanting to fucking play. Because truth be told, when LeBron was injured in Cleveland or when he didn't want to play, guess who also didn't want to play? Because you know what? I don't want to have the team. Like if they lose, I don't want to be blamed for it. Kyrie, when it was in Boston and Boston was losing, Boston right now, I remember when Kyrie was like, you know what? My, my father played for Boston, and I want to play for Boston. I want to leave my own legacy here. Do you know what his legacy looks like in Boston? You left when it mattered the most. Yep. So you know what's going to happen if fucking Brooklyn loses to anybody. Yo, if they don't make it out of the East and they lose, he's not signing with Brooklyn again. He is not. There will be space for him in L.A. next year. And LeBron's going to welcome him and be like, come here, little bro. It's okay. It's all good. We, we straight. Even though you can talk shit about me all season. 
it's it's good. We we can play together. We can get another ring. That's how it's going to be. But I'm not going to sit here and act like Kyrie has not been talking shit. He he, he joined forces with Durant. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like I, I want all the best for Kyrie Irving. I really do. But he's not making a good case for himself at all. And taking these these random ass fucking break like what? I just I, I can't do it, man. I, I can't do it. N- next voicemail. Hey, can we talk about kneeling really quick? Okay, so mm-hmm. Drew Brees. I'm I'm from New Orleans. Drew Brees is a god here. I love Drew Brees. We love Drew Brees. But Drew Brees is fake as fuck because uh, he was asked a question about kneeling recently. And uh, he was like, oh, if it's about disrespecting the flag, like, uh, like I'm not for it. Here's the thing. Drew Brees, you're fake as fuck, dog. Like, you're so fake that even Alvin Kamara came out and was like, dude, like, sh- SMH, shake my head. Like, what are you talking about, son? Here's the thing, dude. Like, <coughs> kneeling is not disrespectful. Okay? If you know the story about Colin Kaepernick with a Green Beret... Colin Kaepernick was sitting before he wasn't even kneeling and the green beret was like, Hey, look, dude, like to show respect at the foot of a fallen soldier at the grave of a fallen soldier, we kneel to show respect. Kneeling is a form of protest, dude. Like it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying y'all are saying that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I think uh, you got another one. Yeah, he does. He expands on that. On, so here we go. I'm not, I'm not saying y'all are saying that kneeling is bad. But what I'm saying, what I'm trying to elaborate on is that, um, Brett, yeah, you, you, you brought up Brett Favre talking about you don't want politics and sports, but, you know, he'll ignore, like, this, this, and that. Like, yeah, dude, like, of course racism exists. Of course, like, we need to bring attention to that. You know what I mean? And I, and I, and I, and I empathize on both, on both points. Like, I hate politics and sports. I don't want to talk about politics and sports, dude. First of all, because politics is bullshit. Because yep. politicians don't give a fuck about you. They're not, they're not moral examples. They're not examples. LeBron James is an example, okay? That's how we should live our life. But politicians are not the way we should live our life, dude. Those motherfuckers are narcissists. Mm-hmm. That's why they're politicians to begin with. Exactly. But yeah, but Brett Favre, like, come on, dude. Recognize that things yeah. are, there are problems in the world, you know? Yeah. I think for me, my, my humble opinion when it comes to politics and sports, nobody, when it comes to like the shut up and dribble rule, if you want to call it that, like when it, like when it matters for you and your team, your side, they want you to be political. But if you don't side with that, like that thought process, it's like, well, no, like you, you didn't say what the fuck we wanted you to say. Nah, go over there and shut up. Just play what the fuck you're supposed to be playing. Like the, living in. In DC, we've seen this shit for years. Q and I, we we've seen athletes be kind of like shuddered for their thoughts. Gilbert Arenas was fucking run out of here, not because of the gun situation, because of the fact that he—I don't want to say he was an activist, but honestly, he knew this city. He knew the things that he wanted improved in the city. He knew what the fuck was going on here, and the moment he actually started speaking up about that shit, they shipped him out. He's not the first athlete from D.C., and he's definitely not the first athlete in, like, all the sports. Cap is not the first athlete of sports. If there was, a lo- like, a Jerry West logo for activism, Cap shouldn't be it. There were people before him. There are people now that are doing more. 
Now, Cap is definitely the biggest name because of the fact that he kind of like he stood in there and took the bullet. But the thing is, one thing that Q and I have both learned and anybody that, that is black can tell you, you don't want to be the first person to do shit. You don't. Right. So when it comes to like activism, stuff like that, a lot of us, like we kind of stand back because like, oh, why do I need to teach you? For example, like I'll give a perfect example. I'm going to try to move on really quick. Sharon Osbourne, a couple of weeks ago, she went on her show and for some unknown fucking reason, she, she just completely like went brain dead when it came to trying to figure out racism and why the things that she was saying was wrong. She didn't know that calling, you know, an Asian person a, a, a chink or I forgot exactly the shit that she was saying. To, actually, hold on. Give me one second. Um, let me get it right. Give me one second. The fact that I can type this shit in. Mm-hmm. Sharon Osborne racist comments. I can type this shit and they give you a list of racist shit that you've said. She called the woman uh, Leah Remini. She said that she was putting on a black scent. That's not a thing. It, it, it's a thing to only people who think that it's being, you know, talking black. Like there's that. Um, she called Holly Robinson Pete ghetto. Holly Robinson Pete of all people. She's ghetto. These are things, but we can't talk like, you know, it's it's politics when you want to be, but then when we start talking politics shit, because we know it. Like, we we see this shit every day. So, and again, I don't want to make this shit, because this is a sports desk. I don't want to make this shit a political show. I really don't. All I want to say is this. Brett Farr, you are an absolute piece of shit. If I ever met you in real life, I would be really disappointed. Don't sign me no autographs. Act like I do not exist. Because Anybody who does not acknowledge that they are a piece of shit and they know they are a piece of shit, but around everybody else, they're acting normal. No, you're still a piece of shit at the end of the day. There are a lot of people like that in particular. Great segue, Q. The reason why I'm making this a segue instead of going to the next voicemail, because this shit matters. Mm-hmm. Dan Snyder files court papers against Bruce Allen over negative press. Yeah. Are you you sick? Yes. He filed a motion to search through communications made by the former team president, Bruce Allen, as part of his ongoing defamation case against the media outlet, M-E-A-W-W. He says, according to Michael Phillips of Richmond Times Dispatch, Snyder is seeking to find out whether Allen played any role in critical stories written in the organization. Dan Snyder really must be fucking stopped. <laughs> this shit is crazy. Oh my well, god! He's now the sole owner of the, of the Washington Football Team. And fuck that. Um, <clears throat> it is well documented. My hatred, and it, you know, you should. It, 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 you know, hate is a strong word. I hate. I fucking hate Daniel M. Snyder with a passion. With a passion. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like, dude, you got full control of the team now. Why should that matter? You and your family own 100% of the Washington football team. Well, yep. you, your, you, your mom, and your sister. Mm-hmm. Well, if that didn't upset you, Q, this will. 
Daniel Snyder is contemplating changing the name from the Washington football team to the DC Demon Cats. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, he wants to change the name from the Washington Redskins to the Washington football team to now the DC Demon Cats. The fuck is a demon cat? What, what here's a copy of the letter. Here's a copy of the letter, Q. I'm going to retweet it. I have to retweet this shit to you because I've talked enough. I want you to actually say it for yourself. It not only has it pissed me off, it is it's very funny to read. I'm going to retweet you and you feel free, if you so feel so inclined, to read this for the audience. Please, because this is just probably one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Oh boy! It, it is now retweeted to you. Mm-hmm. Only okay. On- <clears throat> okay. <sighs> Quote, and this is from. Um, here's a copy of the letter that was sent out, along with all the WFT name ideas you're seeing tonight. But that was this was a day ago. So, Jason Wright. The president, the president of the Washington football team, and one of my frat brothers, by the way, he writes, quote, among our many priorities over the next year, one of the most pivotal is our project to develop a new name, logo, and identity for our franchise. Excuse me. As I have said before, this is an effort that we want to take the time to get right. That means going through a deliberative process that gathers input from our fans and others who design a new brand that represents the values and interests of our broader Washington community. This is an ongoing process, ongoing iterative process, iterative process. We've used focus groups, stakeholder interviews, large scale surveys, and other qualitative and quantitative approaches to understand what fans want and what types of names resonate with our fans. To that end, we want to ask all of you for your input on what kinds of names are most meaningful to you. Which concepts represent what you love about this organization and what this team means to you. Each of you will get us, will be shown a small section of a, from a broader pool of brainstorm names that we that we're getting early feedback on. Please note, this is not a vote for the name, but instead an opportunity to capture insights and perspective that will be so important to this next phase of our rebrand journey. Use Survey Leak here to share your thoughts with our marketing team this week. Please be advised that the screener questions about your behaviors and interests at the beginning are intentional. Thank you for being part of this once-in-a-generational project. That's Jason Wright. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I sent you. I sent you another a follow up tweet, which actually shows the actual fucking ballot, which is even wilder because okay, this so, is this is DC. Right, so here's some of the choices. Uh, a person tweeted, just took a survey supply from Washington NFL at Washington NFL pertaining to the name. Not sure if being a season ticket holder or media or what, but the names I was asked to weigh in on were the following. The Aces, 
First City Football Club. Oh God. What the fuck? <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. Oh God. All right. Oh, the archers, beacons, belters, red tails, razorbacks, defenders, the football team. Now, oh, now before you go okay. into yeah, 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 let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had someone else tweeted. I had these options: the Washington Griffins, the Washington Warriors, the Washington Armada. Yes, <laughs> the Washington Rising, the Washington Swiss, the Washington Commanders. You know what that. That, 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 I actually, that, that I don't one. mind the commanders. I don't, That's I don't the mind only the command, one. The Washington Pilots. I, I like that one too. I like that I, one. Too. I don't mind it. The Washington Rubies. What the fuck? The Washington mm-hmm. Renegades. They keep getting worse. And the Washington D.C. Football Club. Q. What now? Somebody needs to give us our fucking flowers. What did I say the goddamn team was going to end up being called? <laughs> the DC Football Club. We have an Club. episode <laughs> named DCFC on the Young Black and Bothered Network. I need my fucking money. Run me my money. But Q, you're not even done. There's a whole nother Okay. <laughs> okay, there's more. There's more. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Lord. The Washington Aviators... The Washington Wildhawks. No. The Washington Presidents. The Washington Capital City Football Club. What the hell? I don't know. No. Mm-hmm. The Washington. Okay. The Washington Ambassadors. I can do with Ambassadors. I mean, that fits the city. I can live with it. I can live with that. I can live with the Ambassadors. The Washington Monarchs. The Washington Riders, the Washington Red Wolves. That's that the Red Wolves. That's the name. the name I want. That's the name I want. The Red Wolves, or mm-hmm. the Washington Wayfarers. Why the Wayfarers? You're not on. You're not at RFK. You're not near. You're not near the Navy Yard. The Wayfarers is a name that I that if 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 the Nats wasn't named the Nationals. Wayfarers will be a great name it, because because of where National Spark is. On mm-hmm. right at the Navy Yard. But the Washington football team, unless they are planning to build a football stadium on the other side of Buzzer Point, no. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Oh, there's I'm, more. I'm, oh, there's oh, oh there's you got more. more. Oh, keep going. Couldn't keep, keep going. Oh, there's more. The Washington Red Hogs. That would be another name <laughs> that I would consider. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it. The Washington 32 FC. Parentheses, W32. What in the fuck? Wait. Will they be the first sports team ever named the state and a number? I don't think the there's Washington. any other sports team ever. The I don't Washington think there's any 30. team cute in any so sport. I, so there's, I get- there's, no, there's no sport. Like other, than the, other than the seventy sixes, but I get thirty two yeah. because the team was found. The team was founded in Washington in nineteen thirty two, so that's where the thirty two comes from. It, that's where the thirty two comes from. But 
Okay, I get the 76ers. I get that. The Washington 32, but there's 56. Okay, what else you got? <laughs> the Washington Guardians? I can... That's another I can live name, with the Guardians. I can live with the Guardians. I can live with the Guardians. The Washington Brigade. I can live with the Brigade, too. I can do... I, the Washington Demon Cats. What the fuck is a demon cat? Mm-hmm. The Washington Warriors. I don't even know what a demon cat is. What the, what the fuck is a demon cat? The, okay, so the Washington Warriors. No. The Washington Majors. No. no. The Washington Icons. I, I can actually put that one on the list. I can put that one on the list. I, I can live with that. I can live with that. Because there are iconic things in, in D.C. I can live with icons. I can live with icons. And last but not least, the Washington Football Club. Not the team, not the Washington football team. The Washington Football Club. That name sounds more that name sounds more more appropriate if we were renaming DC United. Pretty much. Pretty much. Now I have to say, we got some voicemails. Let's go ahead and get these out the way because we got two more articles and we're going to get out of here for tonight. We're going to get out of here because we, we have to do a part two, Kill. We're going to have to do a Monday show because we got so much more shit to talk about. All right, here we go. Oh my God, am I actually talking to two black people? Mom! Mom, I'm talking to two black guys! <laughs> I, I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I don't even want to block him. I really don't. Cause that was kind of funny. All that, all, all that, all that is is Brett Favre's sperm. So you know what? Just yeah, sure. <laughs> Next one. But I do hate politics and sports, man, because politics does bring up an excuse. Racism is an excuse. Okay, like I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, look. Slavery really fucked over black people in America for a, for, for a long, long time, dude. Like, black people are like at least eight generations behind in, in America because of slavery, okay? Mm-hmm. But, dude, we love when LeBron James is raised by a single mother and becomes the richest athlete in the world. We love that shit, yep. dude. We respect that yep. shit. We don't respect the guy that, like, got handouts left and right because of affirmative action mm-hmm. dude we just don't dude like we respect the we re, we respect the capable you know what i mean like the steph yep. curry the lebron james the ben carson you know the mm-hmm. fucking uh, herman cain herman cain was the ceo of of of, of, of caesar's pizza we respect that dude mm-hmm. yeah you it's lost all me. it's awesome you lost you lost me with ben carson you lost me with ben yeah, carson yeah, Carson was like that, that man one. served four years in the administration of the former guy in a job. <laughs> yeah, that, we will never talk about a, him again. In a in a job he should have never had. Never. Like if he if if, if Ben Carson would have been nominated and served as Secretary of Health and Human Services, okay, that's fine. He's a doctor, a neuro, a, a retired neurosurgeon, world renowned retired neurosurgeon. But how is it in urban development? That was just Not another guy um, choosing, choosing, choosing uh, 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 his token, his to- to- choosing him to be his token black guy on the cabinet. 
Yeah, you lost me with Mankind. Fact. But I get like you lost me with Trump with the Trump version of of Ben Carson. The mm-hmm. Ben Carson that spoke at my that spoke at my commencement in 2007 at Lincoln University. I, yes. Definitely. Not this guy now though. Not the Ben Carson. Not at all. Not this guy now. Not the Ben not the Ben Carson of 2014 to now. Hell no. Not one bit. Not one. We got two more voicemails. I'm gonna get two more articles out, and then, ladies and gentlemen, y'all gonna have to come back. Yeah, I gotta come back for a next. I guess the next episode of the Sports Desk because we have given y'all three fucking hours of absolute gold, ladies and gentlemen. I have not laughed as hard in a very long time. Thanks, Kyrie. <laughs> they didn't wait for racism to to to, or we, they didn't wait for racism getting fixed to become successful. You know what I mean? They became successful. Racism be damned. And by the way, dude, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mark Twain once said, "Like you can't be racist if you've traveled the world." I don't know mm-hmm. it, what the exact quote is, but that's a very salient thing to say, dude. Like. You can't be racist if you travel the world. If you if you're racist, you're not smart. You're not a smart person. I fucking hate racism. You know what I mean? I hate racism, mm. dude. And it still exists. I'm not going to pretend like it doesn't exist. Of course it exists, dude. Of course it exists, dude. But success, money <clears throat> changes everything. I promise you it really does, dude. It really does, dude. Mm-hmm. It does. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I fully agree. agree. All right, this last comment, Nick. <laughs> Washington pork skins. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. That, that was pretty damn good. The Washington pork skins. Oh, I mean, uh, I, I, you know what? I, I can actually, I, I can actually rock with that. Hey, that's the fucked up part about it. It's so good that it's like, yo, I don't want that name, but it sounds so good. It's yeah, I, I'm gonna rock with it. I like that. You know what? That, that might be the what? name of the episode. That's just, that's just you know what? That just gave me an idea. <laughs> I might go to the store tomorrow and buy and buy some pork skin, pork rinds. Ooh, that's cool. The pork rinds. Mm-hmm. What should pork rinds? See, you're honoring the hogs, you're honoring the hogs, see, yeah, yeah. All right, let me see. Uh, when, when it comes to the sports desk, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard the bulk of it. Um, I'll just run down some articles that we did not touch on. Um, I, I really don't want to touch on WrestleMania, we can touch on that next week. Um, because we'll, we'll need something, so we'll leave the WrestleMania like recap. And all the extra shit for next week, including the releases. But j- just stay tuned for that. Um, we also have, I think we talked about Alex. No, we didn't talk about Alex Rodriguez and J-Lo. Apparently they broke up. That's a part of sports for some reason because, I mean, and A-Rod, he fucks everybody. Did, and not just that. A-Rod is about to become a part owner of the, of the, uh, of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we got to put a pin in that. So we'll, we'll keep a pin in that because we're going to talk about that. What is it? Monday. So mind you, it's officially Friday, right? So we, we still got some more. Um, we talked about the Demon Cat situation. We talked about the top 10 with the Washington football team. We talked about Edelman. Uh, we did not talk about this, though. 
Adam Gase, according to Ryan Khalil, didn't give Sam Darnold a lot of room to go. That, ladies and gentlemen, should have gone and been given the Adam Gase Why Are You Still Here award because you knew and you didn't speak up. But we're not giving any award for that out. Um, Q, you told me to put a pin in this and damn it, we're going to talk really briefly because it's the last article we talk about for the sports desk tonight. Mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman's daughter what she do yeah well, what she so doing? oh no no she didn't say anything she did something and it was very good his daughter Trinity made history by being in her first ever National Soccer League debut Trinity Rodman, the daughter of NBA legend Dennis Rodman, is making a name for herself as a star soccer athlete. So she was drafted, Q, by our team, the Washington Spirit, with the second overall pick of the 2021 NWSL draft and made her debut on Saturday night and became the first and the youngest, I'm sorry, the youngest American goal scorer in the league's history. Mm, that's, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that, it, it makes me feel good, um, ladies and gentlemen. I guess like, fuck, RQ, and and I'm gonna say in less than thirty seconds, give me your like your spiel when it comes to this Deshaun Watson thing, and we can get out of here. Um, his career is over. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's that. That's it. That's the statement. His career is over. Yeah, um, I absolutely agree. There's two articles. I'm not going to read them both, but I will just say this. Um, as of the time that we are recording this show, five new women are suing Deshaun Watson, and they have spoken to the Houston Police Department. This brings a total of roughly 27 women. Good dude. I, I hope you enjoyed your career. Hope you enjoyed it because it's over. Yeah. It's over. Finished. Yeah. And also, apparently, the judge wants, I'm sorry, the judge, they ordered the attorney to release the names of at least one of Deshaun Watson's accusers. But they all, that does not take. Oh. No. Mm-hmm. So, so he ordered them, he ordered them all to release, to, to mm-hmm. refile with their names revealed. Yep. And, so they now we know that. and if they do, no, they, no, they, no, they are ordered to. So that's already. Oh, done. wow. Now we, now we know, uh, as of right now, six of the women who are suing Deshaun Watson. Holy hell. <sighs> um, Deshaun Watson, bro, it. <clears throat> I hope you, <clears throat> I hope you are, um, let's see, where did Deshaun Watson go to Clemson? Um, I hope you earned your mm-hmm. degree at Clemson because you're gonna need it. You're gonna need that. And, and there, not playing no sports. I, I will say this, even though we had done previous episodes, kind of like briefly touching on it, but not like we, we tread lightly when it comes to shit like this. I'm gonna say this and we can end the show on this note. I am glad we did not say too much too soon and we let the shit play it. Because boy, um, I'm still going to let it play out. 
I think we're going to continue to let this play out. We are not going to be the podcast, the show that is just going to be like, you know what? We have a first take. I don't want to have a first take. I don't want to have a second take. I just honestly want to see this shit play out. And from the looks of it, I'm glad that I don't have to go on ESPN or fucking Fox Sports and have a thought on this because my thought would be this. We're going to see. And that's why I'm going to leave the show, Q. We're going to see because by the time I close my phone and I close off stereo, I'm going to get a notification. If it's somebody else or if it's Busby or if it's the lawyer from next door or something with the Texans, something's going to pop up and we're going to know. But ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to another great episode of the YBB Sports Desk with myself. I'm Greg and I'm joined none other than the greatest host in the world. Who are you, sir? Um, I am Q, a.k.a. Mike Carter Cranberry. Absolutely. And you have nothing better to do than if you want to donate, you are welcome to donate. If you want to subscribe, you are welcome to subscribe because we are going to start doing more sports desk. I feel like we want to do random takes and shit like that. So until next week, we'll see you. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop or any public place with free Internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 